This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey everyone, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's hard to even know where we are right now. We've been all over. Uh, we just got back from the Ohio show. Thank you for everyone who came out and said hello. Um, it was a great show. It was nice out, so Sunday was a little slow, but every other day was amazing. It was great to see everyone. Thank you for picking up any Working Class Bowhunter Ohio merch and everyone that came out and said, hey, what's up, and kind of hung out and just drank a beer and did whatever with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. It was good to see everyone. That's a... Uh, that one felt like a haul for us, but uh, no, uh, this weekend we have the Wisconsin Open Season Sportsman's Expo. We're booth 820. We're right next to Whitetail Adrenaline again, and we're right across from the bar. So was that planned? I don't know. Sure seems like it, doesn't it? Um, that'll be fun. We got a 20-foot booth there. Um, I think we take up like one whole section between Working Class and Whitetail Adrenaline, so Come on out uh, to Wisconsin. We're going to have Wisconsin shirts and hats available and our whole other line of working class bowhunter merch. Hoodies are finally in, and we're hoping to have like our patch hats in that we've been sold out on for weeks now. So hopefully that's all in there. Um, Doug is obviously not in studio. I'm doing these during the day because we're kind of running back and forth because after the Wisconsin show, we have the Illinois show in Peoria, Illinois. We hope to see you out at that one. Um that show is coming back for the first time this year. The people from the Iowa show now own that show. So I'm hoping it gets cranked up and um, ends up being just as good as Iowa is. That's like our show standard for all this. But uh, first thing I want to do is do a veteran shout out. Since Doug's not here, um, I'm going to read this one. Uh, the veteran shout out is brought to you by HHA USA, um, helping veterans get back into archery and uh, just helping everything. With everything veterans, man, I'm so scatterbrained. Uh, HHAUSA.org. Check them out there. Uh, support them. It's a great cause. Um, the veteran this week is J.D. Cowles. I believe that's how you say their name. He was in the Marines, um, and this is submitted by Justin Cowles. 
My dad served four years in the Marines and has taught me everything I know about hunting. He's put down multiple bucks over 140 on a property in Michigan. He's hunted since he was a wee little fuck. <laughs> he also pushed me to hunt as much as I can, fi- uh, as much as I can. Finally, put in a 145 inch buck on the ground on the same property. I just wanted to say thank you to him for teaching me everything and not pulling out 22 years ago. <laughs> Laugh my ass off. That's that's hilarious. Um, thanks, Justin, for submitting that. And thank you, JD, for your service, man. Much appreciated. I always like these uh, these style veteran shout-outs. And I, I did say something on the last couple intros that we thought about doing them voice-submitted so people can uh, basically submit their own veteran shout-out. But uh, a lot of people said keep having Doug read them. So right now, Doug's vote for keep having Doug like, you know, keep reading them is still hanging on there. So we're going to keep doing that for now until people are like, nah, let us voice-submit them. We'll see. We'll figure it all out. Um, heads up on this episode. Coming into this one, this one is kind of like, I don't really want to call it the lost episode, but it's kind of, I forgot we did it, um, and all the chaos and like the 12 days total I had invested in the Harrisburg PA show, but this is one we recorded again with the White Tail Adrenaline crew um, in the Airbnb one night. Um, it's always crazy. We get a lot of people on the mics. It's a lot of people talking over each other, like always when we do these type of episodes. Uh, some people love them. Some people hate them, but they're fun. I don't even remember everything that went down in this episode, but we had a good time. So I'm putting it out there. Um, and we also have a bonus episode uh, kind of in connection with this one in the same Airbnb that is completely off the wall. Um, it's called Tanner Exotics is what we called it. Um, just like Joe Exotic, Tanner Exotic. And I don't know how or when I'm going to launch it. So just to build that suspense, it's one of those episodes I was like, what the hell is going on the entire time we recorded it? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I'll figure that one out. Uh, but I'm going to get through some business here. And uh, hopefully you like this episode. It's a good gap filler and uh, a lot of fun, I think, anyway. It's one of them, like, we don't give a fuck type episodes. Let's put it out there how it is. Uh, the podcast is presented by Elite Archery. Uh, just got our envisions in. And anything outdoor group related, talking promo codes uh, for Elite Archery or Scott Archery, even though they're not a partner of ours, or Slick Trick Broadheads, um, code WCB works for everything outdoor group related products, whether they're a partner of ours or not. um, That code works on there. So if you need an Elite, you need some Broadheads, you need a new release, um, anything like that, uh, code WCB saves you some coin there. Um, Big time. I did frost seeding. The other day um, with clover on some of my plots, it was kind of nice and warm out, so I felt like I was more mud seeding, um, but got my big time clover seed out. Um, I'm going to make a big like U-shaped clover plot, um, but if you're wanting to do the same, code WCB2022 will save you some coin on some food plot seed. Also, Camo Fire. Camo Fire is a kick-ass website where there's constantly revolving deals every day on something something different every time. So I'm going to camelfire.com. It's my favorite way to plug this. Um, right now they have trail cams up. So they have some that are, I mean, some killer cell cams right now for $69.99, 77% off. Um, and these deals run out in 11 hours. So it recycles every so often. They're, I mean, it's all cell cams for like 28% off, 25% off, 35% off. Some spy points on here. Um Spy Point Link Micro Solar LTE 10 megapixel 129.99 35% off. Um, they have some other ones. The Link S Dark, which I have that camera. It's a great camera. 22% off. So 
check that out. Camel Fire. Um, that's Doug's famous uh, delete your browser history so your wife doesn't know where you're buying shit. Um, also, Scent Crusher, um, the gear bag, the closets, the leader in ozone, um, old barn taxidermy, my double throat patch doe's coming back in. I saw some sneak peeks. And damn, I've never been so glad I got a doe mounted. Uh, I'll post some pictures of that when I get it in. Uh, Loophole optics, uh, running 10 by 42s, the uh, range finders, the RX4 full draw. Um, getting us into 3D season here for the shoot is coming down the line. Um, so be thinking about that. We'll, I'll give the details here at the end of this. Um, HHA Sports, Victory Arrows. We're running RIP TKOs. Check out that Black Ovis Arrow Builder, by the way. You can get on Black Ovis and build your own custom arrow through them and have them shipped to your doorstep. Um, Huntworth Camo. Uh, we're giving away $500 in Huntworth at some of these shows. There's two left. So come see us. Well, actually, we're giving away Blue Pulled Optics, an Elite Bow, $500 in Huntworth Camo, and a Novix Tree Stand at these if you come up and uh, show you're subscribed or subscribe and every ten dollars is an entry in that drawing so shout out to huntworth for doing that it's basically going to be from base layer to outer layer everything you need to kill a turkey and some all new swagged out camo uh, which is pretty cool so uh yeah some other things coming down the line we got some good episodes coming um let me give you guys the details on the shoot so workingclassbowhunter.com if you go to the tab there's the tab that says shoot click on that it is june 11th this year uh, we have a podcast scheduled with the great people from galesburg archery club which they host the shoot for us um so it's june 11th it's 20 dollars to enter um that registration and that money goes to the club for basically for them to support them helps them maintain their targets helps them do they're going to do a hog roast so for the food and all that they're gonna have a bunch of stuff available we're going to be doing a bunch of giveaways um galesburg archery club 2450 north knox road 150 east rio illinois r-i-o illinois um you get so registration you show up to register you, there's no pre-registration nothing like that registration is from 7 a.m to 2 p.m and what that means you just have to be there and registered and on the course by two o'clock you don't got to be there at seven it's kind of like a free fun shoot you just do your thing um but we're probably going to be walking around the course handing goodies out randomly throughout the day. So the longer you're there, you can just keep going. And if say you shoot the course once and you're like, I want to go again, then it's it's just 10 bucks to go again. That's just target maintenance. So you just go re-register and hang out, man. We're going to be doing that. And there's going to be the after party at the same tavern. We're going to do in Alexis, Illinois. Um, and we're going to just have have a party, have fun. Um, but yeah, if you go to workingclassbowhunter.com, hit the uh, forward slash shoot 2022. There's some videos from the shoots the last couple of years. There's hotel information. There's um, all the partners that are listed on there. Ho- every, everything you need to know is on our website. So June 11th, 2022, mark your calendars. Come out, have some fun. We're going to be shooting bows and talking shit and having a good time. That's what we do. Anyway, I'm done rambling. Hopefully you survived through this episode and you enjoy it. And we'll see you on the other end. Thanks for being here, and thanks for the support. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. 
Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. Really, really not that good. That one shot where he's sneaking up on deer with Maddie Z. Matt fucking is zoomed up on the deer and he comes back and at the same time he's coming back, nonchalantly Tanner just fucking turns and goes. <laughs> I left it in there. It's fucking great. Yeah, I would leave it too. That's cool because well, I don't know how we're. He goes. I don't know how we're gonna get close to him or something. Like <laughs> just casually, just going. Oh, yeah. it. he's not making a fucking. He has no, no idea. No, it's cool, man. That's just, that's just what it is. That's what's that's what's awesome about it. I'm yeah. just running it now. So we're going. So running. Oh, we're going. We're hot. We're hot. Yeah, so, no uh, one, two, three, go. No, I, it, was oh, just, it was good because then it gets awkward because then you got to stop and then go. Hey guys, we're uh, going. We're going. We're uh, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania at an Airbnb. Uh, Is everybody set? We're ready. Everybody feel good opening beers? <laughs> we're good. We're here for the yeah. Harrisburg Great American Outdoor Show. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for having me. I think we're we're having each other, which just sounds oh, a little oh, weird. Oh, yeah, we're sharing the Airbnb. <laughs> Going deep. We're, we're sharing the Airbnb. <laughs> Kurt goes to the dark side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kurt Guyer <laughs> here. We'll just go around so everybody knows whose voices. We got the uh, returning... Right here to my right. Rating champ. Jared in the house. Whatever. Famous for missing deer. Whatever <laughs> you want to call it. <laughs> Welcome back. It's just a journey. Yep. Just it's a all it life's is. Life's a journey. Yep. You what's, smile. what's that, Joe Dirt? What's he say? <laughs> dig life's it. a garden. Life's dig a garden. It. Dig it. <laughs> what's it? What's he say? Joe Dirt. Life's a garden. Dig it, man. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You never seen I Joe did. Dirt? Oh, come well, on, I've watched the movie. I never caught that one. Oh, oh, that's that's the theme of the movie. Of he didn't pay attention, yeah, though, I, apparently. you got to watch that again. <laughs> hey, Tanner's here. <laughs> yep, Irv. Tanner with Jared Scheffler. No. <laughs> White tail adrenaline. He, he's caught up on yeah. sleep now. To old yeah. Boy. Yeah, he's yeah. caught up. Oh, we, went, we went 60, 60 Dude, hours straight. You, guys you went 59 and with no sleep. Here, I want to talk about that here, but then we had introduced probably John the boy. most interesting man in the room. Oh, come on now. John Boy. Go ahead and introduce John. yourself, man. My name's Jonathan Adams, but you can just call me John. But Hi, it's, John. It's John Hi, with John. no H, so J-O-N. Jonathan, unless you're Everybody in the circle. All these times. We, yes. We've been quizzing John all night about just crazy stories. He's, we're going to get into that, some experiences. but Maybe. First of all, I want to talk about you guys. <laughs> I want to talk about you guys getting here because... <laughs> God damn it, guys. Dude, you, we get to this show... So we had a shit show getting here because of the weather. Yes. And we called Jared on the way down because we were like, Eric and I drove in a shit show. Like what should have took us 12 hours, took us 22 hours. 10 mile an hour. Yeah, just brutal. Six inches of slush. Yeah. Just just brutal. And then, Jared, you're like, I think I'm going to overnight it because I'll, I'll hopefully be it. The roads will be clean. <laughs> so we stopped in Columbus, Ohio. My buddy didn't inform me of this. <laughs> so, oh, you didn't know? You didn't know this was the plan? Not so quite. So the next morning, we're driving from Columbus, Ohio to Harrisburg, and it's like, you know, noon. I call Jared, and he answers the phone. There he is, and all chipper. I'm like, 
where you at, man? How did the driver go? Oh, we're here already. Like, we're setting up. We're unloading all that. You fucking beat us driving overnight. You did, you did, it was actually the move to make, maybe. It was. It, it, you know, to get there. Yeah. So I, we get in. Um, we set up the booth, and we come out to where you guys are, which is in a kick-ass location at the show. And you guys are kind of zombie looking at this point. Like, we got corrugated, scattered everywhere. All new apparel. Yeah, it was probably nuts. almost a hundred boxes, eighty probably minimum. Yeah. Oh, easy, easy. So we helped you guys a little bit get some stuff going, and was kind of like, all right, well, we'll see you boys. Like you guys got it going, and then get to the Airbnb. We crash out. We get up, and uh, you helped us a little bit. We yeah, yeah we that. tried. We yeah. tried. You know. Helped us with the hoodies, get all of those set up. Yeah, which that helped are a kick-ass, lot. by the way. I got one, and they're they're oh, fucking awesome, you. and they look great. Um, so we get up the next morning to head to the show, <laughs> and and I'm looking at the I, – I go in to like where your guys' rooms are. I'm like, holy shit, they haven't even been here. So then <laughs> – Night two. Yeah. Night two. We get to the show, and we go by the white drilling booth, and nobody's there. And we go. I go back to the working class booth, and uh, PR Paletta calls me, and he goes, "Hey, did the boys leave the house? Okay, Daddy's checking in on you, you know." And I'm like, uh, "Hey, they they never made it to the house to leave the house, and they're not at the booth." And he's like, "Oh, he was probably what? tripping, dude." He goes, he goes no. "Oh fuck, I'll call you back." And I'm like, "I don't know if they're in jail, dude, or what, but I am a little worried, you know." And uh, like, not sure what's going on here. So I'm like, "They weren't at the booth, but." So he calls me back like 15 minutes later. He's like, oh, they were at the house showering. They pulled an all-nighter, I guess. So then I come back to you to your guys' booth, and Tanner looks like a different human being. <laughs> Jared, you look pretty good, he actually. Did, but it's I mean, seasoned veteran at that shit. Yeah, John, you were, I mean, you look good. And you were did, tired, What did I think, you do, like a 40? A 40-hour? 40 Jared did the math. I wasn't capable was of doing 36 math 36 or 38 point, by the time you went to which bed. Which you know, speaks for Jared's character, considering it's he had a, another day's worth on top of mine and he was the one doing the math but yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know he's a mathematical scientist he actually does not do that stuff to be like oh i'm better than you he does it because he just wants to know like well, what's no. this human like capable of like only because he's curious no i didn't put nobody up to this you guys just jumped out board yeah we'll help yeah well so you guys folded shirts all night right like yes. legit yeah. like literally folded john night. folded yeah. shirts oh. for how many hours probably. 10 hours probably probably folded t-shirts yes. folding cotton I didn't. I just kept trying not to look at how many more boxes were left. No shit. When it started, I I just was like, "This isn't going to be good." I'm just going to put my head down. When you show up the sheets to get beer at 4 a.m., like that don't look good. Dude, you you can't get beer in Pennsylvania. Fucking anywhere, dude. Sheets. No, at 1 a.m. you left because oh, it, it? it shuts down at 2. Oh, we're, well, yeah. yeah, you left at 1. We're drinking beer. Actually, so it's right. a thing with our listeners to talk about like gas stations. We always talk about Casey's, how it's awesome, Casey's mm-hmm. Pizza, all that stuff. And then so our, our Eastern State listeners always talk about, man, when I drove through, I stopped and got Casey's. And either it was good or it was bad or whatever. You got to go to Sheets. You got to go to Wawa. You got to do this. So we come out here and try to get – you can't buy beer anywhere at any gas station. Sheets. Sucks ass, so I never hear anyone talk about Casey's in a bad way again from out here. So Sheets fell off. They, they fell off. I it, mean, I, I can just make it hard to get out of Well, being an Easterner, when I went out west for the first time, I absolutely loved Casey's. So. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, it's just hard to get drunk yeah. out here. You know, it's a little more difficult than it is in the Midwest. It's just complicated. When you wouldn't think it yeah. looking at the crime rate, but. Hey, <laughs> rules that don't make a lot of sense, you know. It's just what you guys got. Like he after a certain deep. period of time, you can 
go to the gas station to buy a beer, but you can only buy like a 12-pack at a 15. time. But if you want to buy more than one, you take it outside, to come back in, and do a separate 15. purchase. But yeah, whatever. That's what I did. What the fuck? Yeah. I had to slide it out the door, run back in, grab the other one. 15 and pulled out. That and I got my 30. Gotcha. You know? Then we were able to properly finish folding t-shirts. Yeah, it gave us a little re, re-boost. God dang. That's, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was impressive because I've, that's what I told John. So Tanner ran 59 hours straight with absolutely zero sleep. Not a wink. Dude. I, we went to a rest area right before we got to the show. And I told Tanner, I said, I need like 10 minutes to sleep here. And he <laughs> gave, just, me, he gave me 12 there, and started the... He gave me 12 and started doing the normal, like, all right, time to get up. And I squeaked in another 18, so I got 30, he said. No, not quite. Not quite. Okay, whatever. Whatever. So I got that, and I was up for 60 with that. And then John Boy over here was at 36 when we were eating, but probably 38 by the time we were done. And I was like, holy shit, that's actually pretty, pretty, pretty. We ran the Saturday show with... 60 hours of no sleep other than that, 25. You ran 59 no sleep, and you ran 36 to 38 right in there. I was genuinely concerned when I walked by. I'm like, you know, I know you guys can do it, but I'm like, you guys are going to get, like, sick. Like, you're, your body is going to be so worn down that I worried that right. you guys are still hauling, yeah. you know. What, so much more vulnerable. Yeah. Well, during the time of this recording, we just finished the Monday show. But I was just like genuinely concerned. I was like, man, you guys won't be screwing yourself for like, yeah. you know, coming into it. So, yeah. so well, I've learned. Here's what concerned me the most is when, we, when I got to the Airbnb, I was all like ready to take a bath, right? Yeah, like that's what I do when I run long hours of no sleep. Is I take a hot bath, you like a bath, give my bath? immune system a break. It yeah, yeah, actually does work. Uh huh. Done this enough. Get here. Can't take a bath. Two showers. It's just or a one shower. shower. Yeah. One shower. It's a shower. And damn near no time. And it's lukewarm. Yeah. <laughs> so that ain't working. That's when I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because a hot bath for like 20 minutes, half hour, it rejuvenates your whole system. It like gives it a break. Really? I haven't taken a bath oh, yeah. since I was like oh. eight. Are you but kidding me? I, I don't take baths. I, I can't remember the last time I did. I don't care. John Wayne. I'm, took, I'm not judging. John Wayne took baths. I'm not yeah. judging. Yeah. Yeah. They just, sound. They sound. It's nice. A little like, bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, John yeah. Wayne took yeah. baths. If you grew up watching Western, John Wayne was a bath day. Hey, hey for, I wasn't judging the baths. I'm saying I just genuinely haven't taken one since. Oh, I, was, I love baths. I take yeah. baths 50 percent of the time, whether I'm. Run long hours, or I just think it's weird to soak in your own ass water. You know, no, you take a shower <laughs> afterwards. I never thought yeah. about it like that. <laughs> you take a I'm shower afterwards, man. Yeah, get up. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. I, I like do. that. I do. That's what I do. Oh, I'm really? John, you raised yep. your hand earlier yeah. to talk, and I don't go dark. So this whole discussion here, dealing with like pulling the long hours, hot baths. Okay, so you know, Jared, you know. Had me out to help edit oh, a couple edit. of the DVDs. And, you know, so imagine <laughs> this, you know, maybe not to the 60 hour mark, but like pushing pushing the envelope, you know, probably what would you say on average, you know, basically go until you can't anymore. Can't function. And then it would be like he was talking about driving, stopping for a quick 10 minute nap. It would be, let me just get like an hour, two hours of sleep and then wake me back up, you mm-hmm. know. Which usually didn't happen, but like times like <laughs> Hard the whole summer, seven days a week, like nonstop, like to yeah. the point where the you know I think that one summer you had your seven, sister 
bringing like dropping off groceries and stuff and like <laughs> yeah like we didn't leave Jer- i i i would i brought my bike out and i would like go out for a run or take my bike for a little ride to get a little exercise but other than that like i didn't leave the house for what was it 75 days probably at least holy yeah. shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember i that was that was i remember i went on a bachelor party weekend it was bachelor party for al and he was getting married three months later. It was Memorial Weekend for and his bachelor party. And then we went party. to Al's wedding later on. Right? I didn't. I edited every day until Labor Day weekend when it yeah. was his wedding. And, and you, wow. you were there. And the whole time. I'm not going to get too in depth on the story, but literally. Computer screen. That's 90 like, You know, once yeah. again. Burn, or whatever it was, yeah. Burned the candle at both ends. We went to Al's wedding, like left the edit for a little bit. <laughs> And, like, I'm not going to get too in-depth into it, but, like, Jared fell asleep on the toilet in the bathroom. Yeah. No okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I passed yeah. right out there. Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah. They came in and me, woke me up. They're like, where did Jared go? He, where did he go? No shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in there. Just Dude, that's, over. that can't. Yeah. That's, that's, that's going to catch up to I showed up to yeah. Maddie Z. Maddie Z. Okay, so that's what I was also getting at. Like, worried about your health. Yeah. Months at a time, like, Jared, dude. You're gonna fucking kill yourself here. Like, that's, like it's concerning a little bit. I appreciate. It. I, I appreciate the grind, but like, it, it, you gotta sleep for a little bit. You know, yeah. like this yeah. whole like, give me a couple hours sleep, wake me back up, let's go like thirty more or something like that. Dude, no know, sleep's like, probably the worst thing for your body. And oh, yeah. like, I, like I, would, but I still look pretty young. I you think, look, dude, that money maker is <laughs> still making money. What's up? up? I don't know how it worked out. <laughs> like, I, like I would wake, I would wake up. You know. I'm wired Kinda different, like, I guess. I love it, man. You I know, think it's great. That's what makes right? you guys you, though. Like, it's a, it's cool, you know? It's what. Sorry, go ahead, John. I'm well, sorry. I guess what I, like, during this whole process, too, like, I would wake up, like, you know, make coffee, cook some breakfast, like, kind of chill out for a little bit, go Decompress for a bike ride, a whatever. Kinda, Be a human being, yeah. No, like, I'm, I'm talking sure. about, like, if he's sleeping, he's sleeping, and then if he's awake, he's in front of the computer, and he's, like, there's no, like, off, you know, like... I would need a little time to be awake and like not be it's editing. It's a different human, like, man. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Unreal. Yeah. And that's what so. it took to. That's honestly guaranteed what it took to create Wait Till I Grant. Yeah, well, dude, there's something about. I think, you know, people who love the DVDs, and we'll talk to this about when you guys were a little bit. I think when you guys were in for the studio podcast, people love the DVDs because just it's different. It's fucking awesome. But also, there's like the, the the persona of what like what you are and who you are jared and the crew like the crew to, to a point like people like love to see you guys at the shows and see that you guys are outgoing and drinking a beer and all that stuff and i think that's also why kind of we tie in like i don't know how many white tail adrenaline bags came up and people have working class bow hunter hats on. a lot you know, a, a lot, lot. like i've noticed that it's I a very similar that, yeah. um there's kind of like, uh, and I, I mean this, I don't want this to sound like bad because I'm talking about myself as well, so keep that in mind. There's like a rough edge to our crews a little bit that kind of resonate with regular people. Right. Exactly. And I think that's what's important. And that's what I, that's what I love about you guys and always have. I think that's the appeal. And I, dude, that's, people who do things and grind it out different ways are, are more interesting people in, yeah. in general. Like, they feel the energy. I mean, feel the energy, but like... People that grow up that just do it the easy way all the time, and you're around them, they're not n- nearly as interesting to be friends with. They're not. Uh, they're they're not really multi layered people. They haven't been through shit like hard times. They haven't really like worked for what they got type of thing. You know what I mean? A little mm-hmm. bit. So 
I think that's the appeal. It's inspiring. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't don't just get it handed to them. For sure. Yeah. Man. But that being said, you got to sleep, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, you did. So, did for a night. <laughs> John, you, uh, I guess you should break that however you want to break this down. Explain to people what you do for your job and what you've done for your job because it's so intriguing. And I don't know if you can explain it, but, dude, I don't even know where to start. You're just telling these yeah. crazy stories, and I'm like, what? Just, okay. So it's a, you know, I I went, I don't even really know. Like, honestly, people ask me what I do, and I don't know what to tell them half the time, but, like, <laughs> that's awesome, though. <laughs> you know. I'm um, just John. But, uh. I'm me. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to get, I can elaborate on, I don't want to take up all the time. But No, you're good. That's what, that's what it's about, man. Like, brief, um, as, you know overview like i was grew up like my grandfather got me into hunting and like i loved it watch the outdoor channel religiously like anytime i could get you know like anything you know kind of went to college didn't really know what i was gonna do ended up like dropping out for a semester take some time uh turns out that uh, a lady that worked with my dad her husband was like high level turkey calling top mm-hmm. three grand national like two-man team champion blah blah blah. lived up the road never knew about it but through doing like the turkey calling contest doing well he got in with the call companies they sent him on trips to mm-hmm. you know get film he learned how to film so he just put the idea in my head i went uh got a degree in mass communications and then uh you know um various different things you know starting off with like Filling out a you know a form for a Craigslist ad got me on like a shoot with I didn't know I was pregnant like production crew <laughs> dude you know that blows my uh, mind you know that yeah. was the start of it before I even graduated officially from college and, and you didn't know it was for that production no when you, when you filled it out well like it just said you know need a production assistant I like. <laughs> Filled out the contact form, ended up like, thinking there's like probably some scam or whatever. The next thing you know, like some bathroom casting couch bullshit. Some lady from LA is calling me and gives me the whole like you know, like kind of feeling out like interview type of thing, and then like drops it on me that like oh by the way like you know it sounds all good, but like I just want to make sure you're comfortable with it because it's kind of like something that like maybe some people couldn't really deal with, but we're you know. Mm-hmm people that do uh, i didn't know i was pregnant and some people called from up in northeast pa that were in the process of becoming transgendered Mm -hmm. both the husband and the wife (laughs) crossing over taking the opposite hormones shouldn't have been able to get pregnant so the husband was becoming the wife the wife was becoming the husband in a married relationship (laughs) yes some wild shit okay crazy like you know, I remember we went and we filmed this. The, we filmed the baby shower, and I was in charge of keeping all like the. Um, <laughs> I was in charge of keep like because we're filming a bunch of random people, and they need like disco. Uh, I forget what it is, like the, the little disclosure, like legal agreement that yeah. we're allowed to show your face on the show or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and I'm pointing at these. G- <laughs> keep going, keep going. That's you're good, dude. Okay. This is great. Like, I'll get to filming for what? Tell John in a minute. Like, I, honestly, like, <laughs> yeah. This day and age, you know, whatever, I probably shouldn't even say this, but, like, clearly, like, a 50- to 60-year-old, like, dude in a dress 
with like navy like kind of military tattoos on his arms and i'm like oh we didn't get him to sign i mean her like oh, you know yeah, trying right. to be proper about right. it but you're like you're looking respectful. at the guy and i wasn't even thinking things are happening so fast i'm trying to get everybody to sign these and i'm with the producer from whatever but right you know what I mean? right yeah weird situation to be in a little yeah uh, me off how you talk I, you know did my best to like you know nobody was really offended at the time i apologized and everything like didn't mean that like whatever yeah but, that's a that's a know, lose-lose is just what they call me that. into like a situation that i was just like i never thought i'd be in in my life you yeah, know and i'm yeah. just like pretend like okay like i'm you know that's like, so crazy whatever. like this is normal like whatever and yeah and, and then you know i, I from, never knew all this until tonight from, you didn't jared no Oh, oh, shit. No, I've heard a lot of John stories, but not this John, one. I feel like, I I John, I don't know you for very long. But, I've known yeah. John a long time. Well, I've known you very long, lying. but you seem, you're, you're uh, not that you're, you're quiet. I mean, you're outgoing and stuff, but it was cool to kind of tap into some of the stories. I'm like, man, this dude's done some shit. Yeah. 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 But, you know? I, you know, anything, like, my goal, obviously, was to get into outdoor stuff, but I had a bunch of random stuff come up. Like, Your resume building, period, pretty much. You know, while I'm, like, in the background filming a bunch of buddies, put a reel out, you know. Ended up getting hired by the Eastmans out in Wyoming, moved out there and was a producer for them for three years, left, uh, somehow like found my way into getting with uh, Jim Shockey on a couple trips, like filmed for Uncharted a little bit with Maddie Z, who I met because he was a freelancer who got hired. Uh, Matt was filming a commercial for Mossy Oak Brush. Mm -hmm. He was from the... Well, he's originally from up your way, which is a whole nother crazy <laughs> story. <laughs> Basically, like, I flew out to Wyoming, got hired for this job. They say they got this guy from Denver. I'm thinking, I, I don't know what this guy's going to be like. Like, yeah. I'm hoping he's not going to be a dweeb, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, granola uh, guy. You know? <laughs> End up, you know, sending Matt up. He's, like, this kind of ski bum kind of dude and super cool, like, you know, super ski bum. Super <laughs> talented. from a bum. <laughs> yeah. Super talented. Super talented, like, with the camera, like, you know. And we ended up getting sent up on top of this, like, mountain pass uh this road that went up they sent us up to do a bunch of time lapses like matt did astro time lapses crazy like the milky way going across the sky so here's me and matt sitting out there we set up a bunch of tents and trucks and whatever set the cameras up and then you just like wait for hours so we were just chilling like talking mm -hmm. you know like super cool dude like from then on we just hit it off became real good friends went on all these trips together but like he ended up getting in with the Shockies. When I left the Eastman's, I hopped on a couple of trips with him there. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you know, random stuff, like anything from uh, I was on a film crew for, like, a music festival on a cruise ship out of Miami to, like, you know. No kidding. All sorts of just another side, stuff. Completely you know? unrelated to the outdoor, just a, a gig kid you got I on. I knew from high school as also in the media in the D.C. area, and he was doing that. And he put up a Facebook post like, hey, I can't do this trip this year. If anybody wants to go film a music festival on a cruise ship out of Miami, like, hit me up. And I hit him up. And then, you know, next thing I'm in Miami hopping on a cruise ship. You know, like, <laughs> That's wild. Just, you know, like, I remember, whatever. I remember so. you telling me the story. I think <laughs> yeah. you were on the cruise ship and you called me. I think. Probably. I couldn't remember. I don't know. But wild. Yeah. So, wild life. Then, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, met, met Jared along the way and. That's not this whole show. story, but but the story with Matt what was crazy. Is like I met Matt, became super good friends. Like he got, in, like I said, starting doing stuff with the Shockies, and then like Jared was hitting the point where like he he needed some help with White Tail Adrenaline, so I hopped on with him, and then like through me and Jared, like 
Matt and Jared kind of got to know each other, and then they found out that, what was it, like, Matt's wife, right? Was one of my best friend's brother. He's married to one of my best friends from high school. Small world shit. Totally unrelated. (laughs) Crazy. And all of a sudden, the dots connected, because my buddy from high school, he kept telling me about his brother-in-law, like, dude, like, he films in the outdoor, da 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 all over. And I, didn't, I just, yeah. I heard it, but, you know, you yeah, hear things yeah. and whatever. And all of a sudden, the dots connected. Uh, that was right around the time Matt was on Uncharted by that point. Yeah. And, and they called me, Matt and Adam Fry called me. Like, what do you know about John? Like, like about John. Quizzing you? Yes. And I said, no, I like John. John's a reference good check, shit. basically. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. And it was about that point where I was like, holy shit. Like, because it was small world. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know the, the saying is, if you know a thousand people, yep. a thousand well-connected people, you're connected to everybody in the world. Yeah. It was one of them I deals. I believe that. Yeah. yeah, it was one of them deals. Wow. And Logan too That's is cool. kind of networked. That there was a as whole well. other deal too. Yeah. Logan, yeah. I, I I grew up, you know, coming to the Harrisburg show, like, mm-hmm. you know, like. So when I started like <coughs> thinking about like taking this serious and getting into it, I came down here and just like started talking to everybody I could start talking to. Yeah, met this like kind of southern accent and redneck sort of kids <laughs> slinging trail cameras he, he had a heartland bow hunter hat on yeah. and that was back when like they first you know started bringing out dslr cameras that could shoot video and it had a whole different sort of look with the big sensor and yeah. you know, kind of geeky on the camera cinematic stuff or whatever yeah. pretty look yeah but they, like they push that good yeah oh yeah you know, for Heart, sure heartland bow hunter yeah. was kind of like changed a lot how people yeah, look oh, yeah. at video 100 a, a big thing back then for like people that it's were a pivotal moment right and for sure, and for sure. Sort of like different you know and i saw this kid wearing the heartland bow hunter hat and i was like oh, oh dude you know those guys and logan's like oh yeah man i met him i got this hat blah 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 ended up like he was one of the guys that i went on some trips with and filmed a bunch of stuff that put the reel together that like eventually got me hired you mm-hmm. know and whatever but then down like i think logan already knew you somehow and like yeah it's this weird kind of web of like yeah i didn't even look at the reel like, i brought you in i trusted you you know what i mean <laughs> well yeah i never looked at your reel <laughs> dude what? honestly i think demo reels are the dumbest thing i made that one and that was the only one i ever made and that's it <laughs> is it just kind of like a it's almost like a media kit for your film i got off a feel. videography work it right? was just it was just like a bunch of shots to music which is like <laughs> to me like the montage no storytelling. yeah it's uh, yeah it's like I can, I I can like back in the day when I was like first getting the cameras I'd get like all excited about watching stuff but like now if it's like like a two minute like montage of shots of music mm-hmm. I'm like I can't watch this I just can't sit through it you know it needs to have some sort of story emotional some connection some, 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 way, some yeah. story of some right. sort yeah well where's it sounds like you know this career path that you're on is it's kind of like a you're kind of freestyle and you get to experience these crazy things and. Things that most people probably don't ever get to experience, especially with your first gig and fucking, I didn't know I was pregnant or whatever the hell that is. That's yeah. hilarious. Oh, another good one was, I <laughs> I love it, dude. Oh, dude. So, um, like, I, like with, with that, he has to think about how to approach the story, right? Cause yeah, he has to, with, yeah. with all that, with that first one, like, 
the production company is from LA. They flew the producer out. So mm-hmm. like she oversaw everything, but like they hired local camera guys and I got hooked up with these guys. It was that shirt I was wearing yesterday. You asked about sort of like tattoo yeah, liquid. Yeah. It was called yeah, um, a, tat- a very tattoo style look to the graphic. These guys were from Allentown, PA, and also in Allentown is like forensic files, you know. Mm-hmm. But like they would get calls from like a bunch of different, you know, depending on the show. You know, I guess you get networked in, and then like if you have a connection in LA, if any sort of big production discovery channel or whatever la show is looking for somebody in the area they would call these guys up and um they called me they would call me up for some random stuff every now and then but it was a uh my strange addiction okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i i, had I to, know the show yeah i had to drive to well, are you familiar with it, Jerry? No, no. It'd be like there's one episode. This chick just like eats toilet paper. Yeah, like she eats. Like, they would like squares of toilet paper. She's like addicted to it. That's you know, what she does. Yeah, weird people. So, yeah, like up. I I knew, you know, what show it was, and I was a production assistant, and my job as the production assistant was to drive to Williamsport, PA, and pick up this lady who was like the subject of the show yeah and driver like you know i don't know it was like an hour or so over to where they were filming at so this right with somebody you never met for an hour never met her before no idea what the addiction was so are, were yeah. you always like wondering like well i'm gonna try and guess in that hour what her addiction is probably not well not i just knew i just knew there was gonna be something weird you know obviously because otherwise they wouldn't put the time into making a show out of it or whatever and uh you know, picked her up completely normal. Like, remember driving? Like, we stopped at one point and like picked up like a, a some food or something at a gas station. Like, just you know, grab some food quick. You know, the whole time I'm kind of like, you know, not noticing anything. Get, get there and like the whole crew like kind of, you know, like when I got there, like when they had a chance, they're like, oh, what is it? Like, what's going on? You know, whatever. And everybody wants to know what the actual addiction is. Like, I didn't know. Like, I really didn't. Were but you I, trying to guess while you were driving? Were you like thinking about it? Well, I was aware of it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Once again, didn't pick up on anything. But I, I guess it ended up being that she kept a jar of gas in her purse, and she would just like sniff it constantly. So, what but she would like fuck? hide it. She'd like go in the bathroom and like quick, like get the jar of gas out. And, you know, whatever. Help <laughs> <But>, gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're yeah, just use that now that, this year. So. Yeah. God but, dang, that's wild. But, uh, Probably a wild ride to huff gas. You ever done that, Jerry? No, but I uh, wish we would have had a gallon in Iowa this year because we ran out. <laughs> gas <laughs> wasn't working. What Tanner the, was what huffing the hell's that going this thing? We tried so hard never ever. Oh, and then I, I looked I, up I, and the well, gas tank is all sucked into itself. <laughs> and it was like, uh, pretty sure we're out of gas and the gas pump has sucked the tank inside of itself. Well, yeah, and the remainder, little tiny bit of gas that was in that. I was in the heat of the battle and didn't re-screw the cap. On, so I did have fumes hey, in that up? suburban for many many days <laughs> later because it must have spilt in there. Yeah. So she she would have get like just sniff gas like just she like, like the smell of gas. I guess is that the only episode mm-hmm. of that show you ever? That was it. You know, because they the way it works is like, people like, submit in, you know, and then like if they find somebody who's worth it, they you know send a producer out, yeah. assemble a crew. And, she wasn't worth it. Well, she was. Like, they made an episode out of it. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, it's not, like, centrally based. Like, they just yeah, send yeah. people out to wherever they find right. gotcha. the stuff, I guess. Where, where's, like, the craziest place you think you've been doing, you know, working? Crazy? 
Yeah, you know, like another country or just a spot that you were uncomfortable with or just something that not a lot of people or something that, you know, normal people would find wild. Tanzania, Zimbabwe, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's crazy to me. Africa's I Africa's mean, wild, for sure. Yeah, how many? You've been to Africa, I mean, probably just a few months. And, but how long were Seven you over there? Seven weeks. You know, that's a long time, yeah. man. That's a long, that's a long time. Straight through. You know, we got to see. According to Jim, some of the Taylor, like, you want to throw me one of them, one of them. Because I was with, well, you know, absolutely. Not a Miller Lite, though, please. That's Just the least I can do. <laughs> God, I'll drink a Miller Lite with it. Give me a, give me one of those natties, please. Oh. I thought that was a beer. You want that? No, not really. I'll take it. <laughs> this is a lot colder. It's nice. Fridge temp. It's natty, <laughs> yeah, natty, nice. So seven weeks Natalie. in Africa. Yeah. Natalie, nice. <laughs> what, what's your um? When you got like gigs like this, what does your family think? Are they like, are they like, they, I mean, you know, what's the opinion on it? Do like, they think it's badass? I, or they yeah, like? I mean, they're kind of, you know, they let me do my thing, basically. Yeah. You know? um, Tell us some hippo yeah. stories or something. Yeah, get, uh, something wild. Give us some wild Give Africa us something stuff. wild or I'm going to go somewhere Or a wild. spot where you're yeah. just like, dude, fuck this, <laughs> I want to go leave. somewhere wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. A spot where you're maybe... Uncomfortable because I I think you know yeah. when you go to a new place, you know I've only been to a couple other countries like I've been to yeah. Brazil and I wasn't yeah. like in the wilderness in Brazil but it yep. was like culture shock you know wow. yep. and I was kind of like oh shit this is so different and so a little nervous about everything. Well, um, I know we we kind of went over a handful there in the kitchen a little bit before we started this podcast, but I'll bring out an entirely new one in Anya here yeah. um, with the Eastmans. Uh, Geisman had a uh, doll sheep hunt mm-hmm. up in you know uh, the Brooks Range in Alaska, and we fly, uh, you know, into Anchorage, and then I I forget where from there, uh, but it was you know sort of another big area, in a big town in Alaska had like sort of an airport, and then we flew up to like middle of nowhere and got on that road that goes up i forget what it's called but like the ice road truckers road that goes all the way to the far north like mm-hmm. no barrow alaska or whatever it's called you know mm-hmm. like one of my best friends grew up was barrow and no shit yeah i, I think we wow. might have flown and actually Darn. flown into barrow and shit. hopped on that road no. and drove south to this um Holy like shit. little airstrip slash like camp you know they had a bunch of little cabins and we yeah. got, like, uh, socked in there, like, you know, heavy fog and stuff, so they didn't want to fly us into, like, you know, the mountains or whatever, but we mm-hmm. got there and uh, eventually got out, you know, um, and by the time we got there, we started glassing, like, from the bottom of this uh, basin or whatever, you know, mountains going up all around us and spotted some sheep and decided to, like, hike up there and, uh, you know, like, can't take a whole lot in super cub basically like a you know a good size hiking pack or whatever mm-hmm. in base camp like we had tents set up they had like a little electric fence around all that stuff you know a little bear proof canister of food and stuff but like we threw the stuff in and started hiking up to try and get up to the level of these sheep and by the time we got up there it was like um you know uh and they're dark well, no, not not dark because at that time it was August, and you know you're, there's hardly any dark during wow. you know it's mm-hmm. twenty plus cool. hours probably cool. you know wow. a light I guess, wow. um, but uh, 
you know, we're hiking up there. Can you just hunt that whole time, or do they limit you on times when you can hunt? You know what I mean? Like, well, you, you know what I mean? How a lot of it's like. I so, guess it's so many times. Like, you know, I don't really know. There, I just did. Okay. You know? Yeah. No I, I would assume. John's there to hit you know? record. Yeah. 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 You're doing your thing. And that's the thing. You like, know. You, know, you think you go into these trips like prepared <laughs> a lot. A lot of times, it's just like. Let's go. I, I, you know, I'm showing up with the camera. I hope I have the right gear with me, and like, I don't know really what's going to happen. Basically, that's even but, a little scarier. You know, when you yeah. do some of these wild trips. Like, I'd like to say I'm some expert who knows all this stuff or whatever, but I was just, like, basically, you Throwing know, even wolves, back, back in the day when, like, I was, you know, production assistant starting out, like, on that whatever I didn't know I was pregnant deal, like, pretend like a, you know. Like it's normal. Pretend like I, you know, like know what I'm doing and whatever, <laughs> fake it till you make it, whatever, yeah, but. Yeah. You know, we hiked up there and, and got up to this certain level, and then all of a sudden the weather started coming again. Like, literally, they just had, like, the little, like, it was one pole in the middle, like, little teepee thing, you know, yeah. like, tarp uh-huh. kind of, like, basic, like, super light shelter. And I think we got stuck in there for, like, uh, two days or something. Like, did Jeez, oh, And it was man. the point where I was in my mummy bag and, like, getting so sick of laying there, but, like, you didn't want to get out, yeah, you know, and, like, rolling over to where, like, I was, like, losing my, you know, like, I don't know what you call it, but, like, like I get, yeah, exactly, like, the world was, like, turning over on me, because, like, it was no just, kidding. like, you know, like, Jeez, thinking sure. you're never going to get out of this stupid tent, you know, like, <laughs> you know, but you'd get out to take a, take a leak, and, like, your boots are frozen solid because it's all like tundra, swampy, like wet stuff. But then as soon as that weather came in, like everything froze solid. I remember when the weather finally broke and they went out and started glassing. And like I put my boots on and started hiking. And I was like, my toes are frozen. I took them off and looked and like around my toenail, like cuticles, it's just like bleeding. No I really kidding. Know why. Holy shit. You know, and I had to like rub my toes, like warm them back up before I finally put my boots back on and stuff. And, Jeez, you know what I mean? Holy like, shit, dude. Yeah. You're probably but, about to lose your toes. <laughs> it was, yeah. That's yeah. just like experiences. But, like, we kind of, we were telling stories earlier about just th- like shitty things, like things that weren't fun in the moment. But later it's kind of like, and not necessarily that it, that it was fun, like that would never be fun. But... It's cool to have like that adventure experience. I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I did that. Now you know? that I'm out of it. Yeah, right? not, not that it was fun, but yeah, you're glad you did. You're glad oh. you had that experience because there's just certain things regular people just don't get to experience, right. and that's, that's right. definitely in that category. That is 100. percent I mean, going to Africa and, and filming for seven weeks and messing with the hippos and like Africa's dangerous game is something most people don't get to experience in itself, right there. But I mean, have you ever? been in that like um like you got and i don't know we'll be we'll kind of we can be vague whatever like you got charged by a hippo mm-hmm. there, is there any point in this like some of this crazy stuff you're like what am i doing man like i could have got killed by a hippo like i'm just gonna go do or a Cape regular Buffalo job when it rammed the car you know well i mean it like i guess so sort of you know yeah it's just just your lifestyle, like, I guess. Not huh? really when it happens, but, like, the whole time you're walking around there, and it's kind of like, you know, I mean, it's unavoidable. Like, you know, they're talking about it. Like, it, you know, it's kind of like sitting around the campfire telling these stories and whatever. Like you know, wild like, attack stories and shit like that? Yeah. So, like, it's in your head the whole time you're there, you know. And 
Talking about people they know that died of it. And, yeah, like, what, oh, I man, mean, that would make I, me so yeah. paranoid. But I also, I, I want right. to know it rather than don't yeah, know it. Right. Way, you know? I, I so even you remember end up like that. Yeah. Too, just hearing, like, while we were there, word got passed through of some other professional hunter, I believe, excuse me, bourbon, that, like, um, he was uh, on the back of a safari truck, and I think they were, like, cruising through it. Once again, I... A few years back, I don't remember exactly the details off the top of my head. So, but if I'm not mistaken, like I think this leopard was wounded, and they're driving around the area it was, and and a guy got, like literally the, the leopard came up, and like took the guy right off the back of the truck and killed him. You know, that's you know, and there's just like these stories circulating around Africa between all the guides, and yeah, you know, you're walking around like when it actually happens, it kind of just flips into like, like. I just remember, like, when that hippo charged us, I hit record on the camera. I I stuck, it was a wide lens, so it's just, like, basically, you know, pointing and hope for the best. So, like, I stuck it above my head and pointed in the direction, and they told us, like, if stuff goes down, get behind the guys with the firepower. So, like, I was just pointing the camera and just ran behind the guys with the guns. Firepower. Yeah. Yeah. With the big guns. Hoping hoping that they're paying attention. (laughs) Yeah, and hope for the best. And like or I was like, hoping boom. too, like maybe I still had like I, I kind of like you know you'd run through like certain scenarios in your head. Like if it goes down, like what am I gonna do? And like I'm thinking about like maybe hitting like a a juke or whatever. Like you know, <laughs> go right. back to the football days and like trying to hit a spin move or something if he's yeah. coming at you. Spin move hip. Yeah, like right. you're just like you know scenarios <clears throat> kind of going through your head at any time. But yeah, like when it when it happened, it was just like. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, you well, get in a situation but... where it's like intense, like that, and kind of reaction takes over your body yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? And like, you're not really thinking. Which that's the one that I screwed up. Is that one we were talking about earlier when the um, the Cape Buffalo, Cape Buffalo one? charged the truck and ended up ramming the front bumper and got his horns caught and everything. And like, when it all happened, like we were in this little ditch and like. It's basically coming at us at, at like eye level because we were crossing this little dried up creek, so it's like on the ground that's higher than us. And I'm thinking this thing's gonna run out. It's gonna like stomp its hoofs right on the on the hood and like come right over the top to Absolutely. where we're all sitting on the back. Yeah. Of the... And it would have if you didn't. So move. like my my first yeah. reaction was like get out of the way, but it, like you know, in retrospect, if I would have got the camera out and hit record, it would have been like the most insane thing you'd ever seen on the footage. But like, like obviously I didn't get it recorded until I think Jim had already shot it once or twice when it like rammed, it got like literally stuck. So it was like, I remember seeing to, that you know, footage and, and I don't know what I remember of how it went down. Like I, it just looked chaotic, which it was still interesting as shit to me as a viewer. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. You filmed that, man. Like, yeah. like you didn't know watched, that till tonight. Like, I've watched. No, I didn't. Like, like, I would have no idea. Tell the story earlier, and then you're like, "Holy shit, I seen that." Well, it's you filmed that, yeah, because my buddy Tyler and I like watched a lot of the stuff you're talking about, like the hippo charge and yeah. all that stuff. And crazy, then you tell the story, and I'm like, "Dude, that's we, that's something like what, like not like intense in, in that way, but crazy was like we were on the." Um, Zambezi River in Mozambique doing a crocodile hunt mm-hmm. and Ivan Carter was there um, 
I follow that dude on Instagram. He seems like an interesting cat. Yeah. So, like, Maddie Z was with Jim, and I got assigned to film an Ivan, you know, and, and we're out, like, you know, sitting on these baits for crocodiles or whatever. And then we'd come back midday and be at this little, you know, like, lodge area camp. I remember sitting in this... I don't really know, like thatch roof, kind of like open air, like like food tent, kind of like it was the dining area of the whatever outfit it was, and mm-hmm. um, we got a call on the radio just up the river. This lady was, you know, washing laundry in the river, and a crocodile took her. Oh damn! And we literally drove up there like minutes after it happened, and the whole entire village was on and when you pulled up it sounded like ear the eeriest sound because it like almost sounded like coyotes howling like the 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 women were out there like screaming howling like crying like hysterical because their friend just got pulled in the river by a crocodile there's guys out there running kind of like fish nets trying to like you know get the area like you know like um surrounded and then we were like out there like cruising around the boat with ivan with the gun like hoping that it would like, come up for air and we'd get like a chance to pop it like recover her and shoot the crocodile or whatever you know but, this, like, at that point it's game over for her really <laughs> oh, yeah, it, yeah by that point yeah. after so many minutes like i mean it's just done yeah if, you, if you're not getting air wow you know but like that is and that's, that's incredible. Incredible. Like, while we're there too they're telling stories about like upriver there's like a family that was on vacation you know like safari vacation and their like young daughter was like in a you know they're in a canoe or something and like the crocodile like came up and grabbed her and it was like the dad like grabbed her hair and tried to like hold on to her and the crocodile like pulled her over and like literally he just came out with like a handful of hair oh my god (laughs) <laughs> and like the wow. crocodile took her. It's just whatever. different there, it's man. It's another yeah. world. I mean, it's wow. it's. I just wouldn't be near the water. I'll tell you that. I mean, you have to to a point, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they you gotta wonder go, they got to go there to eat. Yeah, you, and watch you, clothes, you, wash you rely clothes, on the water so. for certain things, but I don't know if I'd be canoeing. I mean, I know they, they probably relied. They, they do, do that some fishing. fishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they to survive. That's that's probably what they were doing. There was, fishing. There, yeah. there was fishing trips there too. They had the if you ever seen the tiger fish with like the crazy like. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like they had stuff like that Same going on as well. You got to remember, it's an ecosystem. I know. Yeah. So those know. animals, they don't. It's easy for like, me oh, to say food. that. Like that's don't food. go, don't go near the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. it's just part of the cycle. Like us, they're just like, living in the wildest part of the because country. humans yeah. have a big conscious mind. Right. Yeah, we're like, part of the we're part of the food chain in a way. But I mean, their eyes. Food's food, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. Like, yeah, I, I mean, know I'm I'm wired different. And it's crazy. The, the other thing, but that really, oh, go ahead, Jared. But no, I mean it's 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 like super catastrophic. Like when I've never it's heard tragic. that story yeah. from you. It's yeah. tragic. Yeah, I, not that story. Yeah, never heard that from you. But um, it's like crazy. I'm listening to the story. I'm like, holy shit. Mm. But then you think, like on an animal's level, he don't. It's he's just, they don't he's just hungry. It's an ecosystem. Yeah, it's he was like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like uh, Maddie Z and I a few two years ago. We come up the road and there was this deer. It was all injured. It was on private, so I couldn't do nothing to put it out of its misery. His guts were hanging out mm-hmm. all the way to the ground. We got video. Oh, of if it, you see, it was public, you did. 
handled finished that. it yeah, for yeah. him. You know, he's a big ass bastard, hundred and sixty plus inch deer. Did him a favor, you know. He's suffering. And I was like, all right, he's probably going to pin up against this fence. And then we'll call the warden, get him out there, and have him put this deer. Well, we come up the road right before dark. This is like 20 minutes later because it was about dark then. He wasn't there. So I was like, well, you can't call the warden now, but come out here with flashlights and shit and bump the deer, and it'll be a circus. Yeah. You know, got to wait till morning now. Come up the road in the first daylight morning. Come up driving up the road, and I I look, and here is part of his guts that were hanging out out of him the night before, hanging on the barbed wire fence. And I look, I followed the guts right across the road. Here's the blood trail, boom! Right there's the carcass, twenty yards over. On public or private? Private. Private. Yep. We were going to check out some public two miles up the road. Mm-hmm. The whole carcass is gone. Guts, meat, everything gone. Like, only thing left is tiny little tidbits. Yeah. I mean, you can see the rib bones, everything. Completely coyote, devoured. Coyote running the other way. Bird. Forget what kind of bird that is. It's the big white and black ones out magpie. there. Magpie. Magpie. Yeah. yeah, magpie. Magpie birds sitting out, and I told Matt, I said, so see, a lot of people don't understand. That's what the ecosystem is. It lasted how many hours, Jared? Twelve. 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 250 pounds, at least. Yeah. Between the... You know, guts. Well, Chandler's buck that gone. had the controversy with us. Gone. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Overnight, gone. So I don't worry about, like, I don't look at it like, I don't look at it like it's waste. I hear you, yeah. You know? Yeah, I Like, I do my best job of what I think to recover that animal as quick as time as I can. But if I hit a deer in the front shoulder and there's five, ten pounds of meat that's destroyed because of the bullet or arrow or whatever... It's not waste. It's going to get utilized. I see what angle you're coming at. You know? Yeah. Like, I I used to beat myself up Mm -hmm. real hard for it. I don't anymore. All the whole ecosystem benefits from it. Absolutely loves it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they. Another standpoint, like, kind of on Chandler's. But but I I don't. I don't. I don't. I do my best job right. to not allow that to happen. Right. Yeah, you'd rather, you'd rather not have it. Rather not have that. Yeah, yeah. And that is true. That's the way I'm wired. Mm-hmm. Why is it but make when you it feel better, happen, though? But when it does happen, now at least because I see it that way, it's like, well, I did do my best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When something like that happens, it doesn't mess with my head as much. I understand. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Because I understand how the ecosystem yeah. actually works. Like, what, why exactly does that make you feel better, though? That's, like, a curious type of thing to think about. Like, if I take this home and cut it up <laughs> and, like, vacuum package it and put it in my freezer and then, like, I cook it for steaks versus, like, nature utilizing it, you know, as it would. Like, whether it's getting absorbed back into the nutrients of the soil, if it just rots away or, like... You know, yeah. some animals eat it or whatever. So long as you like, did your best effort kind of, to you know, do it right. You do your yeah. best effort first to get it in the vacuum pack. But when it doesn't, but if it doesn't work, beat myself you can't up over it. Lose your mind over it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I well, think, and that ties in. Otherwise, you, know, you have a guilty conscience because you didn't put forth your best that's effort right. or and make decisions right. You have a guilty conscience, right. and you're not doing your best part. Yeah. Right. So as right. long as you're doing it right, I believe right. it's 100. That's right. You do what you can. Well, then you know when Chandler's saying, you know, we've talked about this a lot. We kind of it might be too. I don't know. It might be a point to where maybe we're beating a dead horse with Austin's buck thing, but also it brought a lot of controversy, and it's still fairly fresh. 
in our it was a, a kind of a pivotal thing um in a lot of ways for working class bow hunter and you know and if you don't know austin shot a 190 was unsure about the shot let it go overnight recover it the next morning gone it, they chewed the nose off they chewed the ear off on the fucking thing everything else gone on a 190 inch buck austin wanted to be honest about what happened posted the photo we posted the photo um rather than just posting a skull cap and then have people think he poached it or did something shady we were honest. Right, you be honest. We were honest about the situation. That's the number one rule with all yeah, this. Dude, yeah. holy shit. You rest your head on that. But that's yeah. the thing. It's so, like, hard to sort out with, you know, like, well, you can be honest, but, like, it's so easy, like, you know, when you, especially when you do, like, video editing and stuff, you know how easy it is to, like, chop some stuff together and kind of make it seem like what it really isn't or, like, kind of reformulate it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like, you know. There's no litmus test to really like put up and see. It's deep like, in you. It's, you it's know, deep in you and individual. If it's edited right. or whatever, yeah. too. So, and you know what? Also goes back like talking like how you edit it or like Jared. Your point is like what's deemed waste, what's deemed ethical, what's deemed whatever. I think ethics is a matter of for an individual. Yeah, experience. Right? Well, that's what I'm saying. So, experience so like when individual. it comes down to yeah. ethics, like for me, I have to shoot a deer a certain way. Mm-hmm. For me to be okay with it, but I'm not going to carry that to another individual. Yeah, well, that's what I was getting you know, to. It's I like think- everybody has their angle, but there's people out there that think you need to conform to their angle of X, and that's whatever that's all, that is. That's you know? all bullshit to me. I agree. Yeah, you know, I agree. Like right. each individual has to determine, and they have their own level. What yeah. is for sure. right that they feel at that time because they might change their perspective five years later. Well, let me but they got to go through things. You, you say that. The, a lot of the guys that gave us hell for Austin's situation with his buck was the traditional bow hunting community. And based off what you just said, you were very opposite. Not all of them. You know, there's a lot of track yeah. guys that are traditional guys that were like, hell yeah, dude. Like, you did what you could do. You're honest about it. Mad respect. Yeah. But I, the most of the hate was that upper echelon, I'm air quoting here, of we're traditional guys that need to yeah. be this type of way. You're very opposite of that from what you expressed earlier with yeah. You know, where you hit, you're not worried about a little bit of waste where you can't help that's it. That's that self-righteous. Self-righteous is like the, that's, the self-righteous that's that's traditional experience. Community. I believe you know. experience has a lot to do and, with it. Yeah. If you know the animal at, ain't dying in at, eight hours, you going in six ain't going to do you right. no damn it, bit of good. It's, it's still going to end up the same damn way. Exactly. You're 100% you know, right, there's certain yeah. There's certain shots on animals. I'm going to pursue. It's not a vital hit, but I know I need to pursue this animal right now. To you run know, them, to and bleed then, them out. Exactly. And then there's certain hits that you leave them overnight. Like, yeah. that's just what you need to do. Sure. And, yeah. you know, 100%. And, you know, and whatever nature's course is going to take in the meantime, that's their course. Mother okay? Nature's a bitch, dude, bottom line. So you it have to rest. Always. Whatever, whatever decision you have to you, you make, you follow your instinct in that moment. Right? For sure. The individual, whoever that hunter is makes that decision and if they realize afterwards I should have done it this way or should have done it that way well that's part of the journey yeah right yeah. it is like that's, it's part of their journey and maybe five years later they'll make a different adjustment to it exactly that's decision cool. but like ethics and all that it's it's like religion or anything else like it is like religion it, to it, a point it, it, it's like we know what for it sure what's has right wrong. to be the individual has to discern what is ethical for like for me i have no absolutely no issue shooting at a running deer with a gun mm-hmm. you know, for my personal self 
but there's certain ways that I will not gun hunt deer. Yeah. And it is far from running deer. But what is that? Yeah. But you probably what don't advocate, that? let me guess here, you probably don't what? advocate that everybody should shoot at a running exactly. deer with a gun. They should. I don't yeah. think it that. It gives them a yeah. chance. But also, I, let me let me clarify I, this because yeah, I don't want someone to right. give a shit. 100%. Ethically, you, that I wouldn't is, carry that to anybody else. Well, yeah, but that's, that's for me. That's your that's great area for ethics. But the other side of the ethics is, you know, poaching is wrong. We know right. ethically 100%. that's fucked up. It gets into the the minute things of ethics that I think is where we're talking about, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, shot placement on an experience level, how you take a shot on an animal. Some people that don't have as much experience or knowledge on, um, basically. Yeah, if they do the end bi- up hitting in the ass, okay, do they have the experience to recover that animal? Right. Yeah. right. Yep. That's more woodsman. Yep. Hardcore you know. two-shot, do you have the experience and did you practice and put in your work to take a certain type of quartering two or a head-on shot right. or a quartering away this, shot. That's a, they go yeah, on for it's hours. a rabbit hole. Yeah, a rabbit hole. It but, is. But, so but, there's but, a lot of, there's a, it's a culmination of many factors that yeah. fall into that, like experience of a lot. what you should do in this situation, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what broadheads you're shooting, how much arrow weight, how much bow poundage. There's a lot of different factors in there. Like for me, yeah, my shot angles a lot of bow hunters would disagree on mm-hmm. is my favorites. Yeah. But if I'm shooting shitty equipment, yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's, it's a tough game. 100%. So, you know. You, go ahead, Joe. Well, um, kind of along the same lines, but maybe taking it a little bit different direction. But, like, the, the thing, like, I guess, you know, I, I can't really say that, like, it, you know, is like a make or break. Like, but it sort of bothers me a little bit that, like, um, we've adopted this like, like har- we're harvesting an animal, like kind of churching we it up a little bit. Kill. You know what I mean? We can't say kill that. And, 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 I love and the, the reason that killers, man, that yeah. sort of really bothers me. I love know, eating them too. Like you know, the most is because like you know everybody's always talking about like getting new people into hunting and and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff and like being the proper like down the line here. or whatever but like here's the reality of the situation like if i'm going out to hunt i'm trying to kill something mm-hmm. you know and yeah. like the reality of the situation is is like very rarely do things happen textbook where it just stands there broadside well, well, you get yeah. to just drill well, it on the side and then everything works life. out perfect and everything so like yeah there's a chance where you're like you're gonna have the situation where you're gonna have an animal that's like suffering and gurgling blood and and like you know that that's the reality of it like yeah it happens you know sometimes like not in the ideal situation but like like you know I've heard of people like having certain situations like that and like you know early on in their hunting experience and they remember like, it like, in like a way. you got you got to like them. almost turns mm-hmm. them off or like you know like I I knew one of my relatives on like TV. yeah like yeah. oh shit I they, well, like, yeah. well then yeah. here you go then it like they my, should be able to my, mm-hmm. to an extent my to, grand, to an extent do you see my point yeah. yep I do yeah. I do I so, do why chase you know them away that's killing like, like, life yeah. more being just honest about it I guess than anything really you know like. Like, it's nice to make it sound nice and tidy and clean, but, like, you know, the, the reality is, happen, is the new the guy same people hating, The same people hating on yeah. situations where right. it goes bad are the people that right. sit over a food plot and shoot at a broadside deer right. versus actually hunting a deer at its toughest well, times and giving it a chance to an extent. Well, I mean, yeah. it goes to that, too. 
right? Not saying that any sort of situation, anything couldn't happen. That's you know? right. Yes. No, but I'm saying well, it's a not. lesser percent yeah. than jumping deer out of ditches. Because <clears throat> that's the same way with, like, you know, obviously we're heavy public land right. type you know, biased on the whitetail adrenaline end of things, but like, well, I wouldn't say biased. Like well, everybody biased, needs to decide like, what they want to do for I, themselves. What I'm saying is not biased as, as far as that goes, but like we spend most of our time trying to hunt yeah, public land just right. because of what you do. But I've also been on several like prime time, you know, like ranch hunt type deals that where go it's bad. private yeah. land and you're still busting your butt and you, it's not particularly a guarantee either right. you know mm-hmm. no yeah. hell so, no it's not you know sure. it's you know, you know it's if funny? they're wild animals yes well, it it's is. not funny but we yeah. went from talking about like a girl getting snatched by a crocodile in africa to this but like it's somehow all kind of related to you know the cycle of life is you know almost you know i would say i was gonna say generally or sometimes but usually an unpleasant cycle when it comes to yeah. death and the cycle of like you know, like the magpie's got to get what meat doesn't get consumed by right. us, or a roadkill, mm-hmm. or a deer that gets hit. I don't know, get it, gets its nuts stuck in a barbed wire fence and just yeah. destroys the thing. And then it, it's and it, going back to the the killing thing or harvest thing. Yeah, I get that to a point. You know, the yeah, harvest right. thing, but the kill thing, you know, is like in our hunting circle when we're not on social media or mm-hmm. not talking to non-hunters when you're talking to someone about um i'll just use this as an example say tanner doesn't know jared and i'm like dude my buddy jared he's a killer man you mm-hmm. know what i mean when i say that now would we go to someone that's a non-hunter and be like hey my buddy jared he's a killer and then it, it's, it, that's a little different right a little bit you get what i'm saying right you're not gonna be like yeah this jared's a harvester but that's weird. Yeah, they'd be like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, what said. They'd be like, what the fuck, you know? That's weird. Yeah. But I, but I get, like, where you might use that, yeah, harvesting yeah. a deer. I get it. I don't like that terminology either like, because it it, it, it kind of sugarcoats the reality of it. You're taking yeah. life. Yeah, because, like, it, yeah. like, like name, make no mistake about it. You're taking well, life. 100%. And we're, that's, so, and we're supposed to. You know, so, I don't, well, yeah, I don't, I don't think hell yeah. You have I don't to. I, you have honestly to. You have to. from my so. perspective, and this is my own personal perspective, by calling it harvesting, you know, that's kind of degrading the reality. It's like sugar coating the, the weight of the situation. It's, exactly. Yeah. You're, sugar, is a big you're sugar coating the yeah. weight of no, you are actually taking life. Yeah. See, like when I grew up on the farm, you're killing shit all the time. Because yeah. you got you got Mouse making nests, you got starlings doing this shit, and you're just these nuisance animals. And then there's certain animals you don't dare to kill them, and dad'll kick your ass. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Same I mean, that's the way it was. You know, it's there's certain yeah. certain birds or certain animals that are causing problems, but then there's other ones that are fine doing their thing. You don't touch them. You don't dare touch them. You get an ass whooping, right? Yeah, that's the way I was grew same. up. Same. As you know, by the time I was twelve, thirteen years old. I was like, you know, pigeons were fair game. They were fair game. But I got sick of killing them. <laughs> so I caught them. I captured them. Yeah. And I built a pigeon coop. You're Mike Tyson over uh, here, Yeah, man. yeah. I captured them. They were my pets. Yeah. <laughs> Same with bunny rabbits. Thumper. He uh-huh. was my bunny rabbit. You know? Like, I killed a couple bunny rabbits with my longbow. And then I was like, 
kind of felt bad because they weren't causing no trouble. And yeah. then I started capturing them. Yeah. Like, I don't know, whatever. Whatever that was, I'm wired different, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you, like, for me, it's like by calling it harvesting, you're taken away from the the what you called it right the, the weight way, the weight of the, the situation weight, yeah. the weight of the situation no you are actually taking life don't degrade it to harvesting mm-hmm. I actually look at that like that's, it, I think like that's a, that's a very healthy like, perspective maybe I think maybe degrading isn't the right word maybe that's yeah. not quite the right word but you get where I'm going with that I do I do yeah maybe that's also Jared had like a a better more eloquent way to put what I was getting at sort yeah. of in, in you're a making way, you, it yeah. harvest almost makes yeah. light of the situation of taking the life of something yeah, you harvest that, crops yeah you harvest corn you harvest soybeans yeah, yeah. Right. and that's been said before yeah. I've heard a lot some mainstream like big time guys say that you know yeah. I'm sure yeah. like that's something like probably Ted Nugent I, I can see him I don't yeah. know if he has but but you know it's um, it, oh, no, it, it kind of comes back to me for like like, <laughs> like right. in a way it's like we have people saying like never apologize for being a hunter blah 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 that type of thing yeah. but then at the same time they're kind of like trying to be a little PC with their like yeah. harvester terminology oh, yeah. it's a little uh, I get what you're saying yeah that yeah. makes that's you know actually I mean? a right. very good it's, yeah. like, like, it's kind okay. of hypocritical a little bit yeah, yeah. A little bit. yeah like yeah. the whole or- oh, well from my perspective the whole organic meat thing that got going about five years ago right and I was like I grew up on a farm like my uncle's got an organic farm. It took him two years to make it organic, like truly organic. Like you have to run your farm through, like you can't have chemicals on it for like whatever. It's like two, three years, something like that. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's like I can't actually control whether the deer's going to eat on this or the elk's going to eat on this or that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I like elk meat. I like deer. Like I can't call it organic because. I can't control where they're going to eat. Right. So organic is kind of, it's kind of odd for me to call it that. But I also like it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like middle ground. Like, I'm like, but it was like a justification thing. It was like a cool thing to talk about five years ago. I I think I know where you're going, Jared. Yeah. I was like, I was like, no, wait a minute here. Like, I. So do you feel that some people, I think this is where you're leaving. Justification. Justification. But do you feel that some people. Because I've said this on the podcast, and then I thought about it. It's like killing deer is fun. Just in general, the process yeah. of killing a deer is fun to me. Do you think that people kind of hide that that, that step, process is fun? I think, I think some people step behind it. Like I think, you know, like TC that filmed with us this right. last fall. I think he literally likes to hunt because he likes the meat. I yeah, think but he I do really too. does. I do too. I think there's certain individuals, yeah. but then I think I think some people like try to jump behind organic. Oh, I just like this because it's organic or whatever. Yeah, and and it's like I I don't I don't hunt because it's organic meat because <laughs> it's not. Yeah, unless they're eating on a farm field that hasn't been sprayed with crops, it's no different than an animal. Yeah. That's eating crops. You know what I mean? Like yeah, not in yeah. a true organic well, yeah. sense. If that was right? a, if that was like a pen raised animal, so the same thing. It, it wouldn't be technically. I don't considered use that as organic. a justification yeah. you know I mean? of why to hunt. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a five year period where I didn't eat venison because mm. I grew up. 
And it was well done. That's the way you had to eat it. And it yeah. was horrible. Yeah. It yeah. was absolutely horrible. <laughs> and I thought venison sucked. But yeah. I was ingrained to where I loved venison. Or yeah. I loved hunting, but hated the actual meat. Yeah. I hated it because that's all the... To yeah, my whole childhood, that. that's what I knew venison yeah. to be. Well done. This is how you cook it. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. So I hated it. It got stuck in my medicine, teeth for right. a week. I couldn't get it out. It was horrible. And I didn't eat it. Yeah. I gave it to buddies, whatever, for yeah. about a five-year period. Right. And then I realized, wait a minute. Like, somebody cooked venison a different way than what I grew up with. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. You know, can be some of the. I best. mean, that's year, many years ago well, that I, I turned I do, the corner I do on it. I do want to clarify but something that, before it that gets didn't lost. Change, that didn't change hunting. Like I, I get, don't yeah. hunt for the meat. I, I don't. But if I would waste the meat, it'd be a problem. Be a huge, huge internal huge, battle. Be a problem. Huge problem. internal ba- battle with huge me. fucking yeah. problem. I probably like, wouldn't even be sitting here today. If like I my that. uncle raises <laughs> my uncle raises some phenomenal beef. It's going to destroy venison yeah. all day long, yeah, yeah. 100%. But I do want to clarify something flavor. when I said, you know, I think the process of killing a deer is fun. I think that's yeah, what you're saying. For sure. Um, my family, like 98% <laughs> of our red meat is venison, yeah. things I kill. We do. We utilize everything as, is great. We, as we can, right. which going to you can't get 100% of it. It's just not realistic, but you get as much as you can. But... So I just wanted to clarify that, but killing it, shooting deer is a blast. Right. I like to shoot them. Yeah. It's fun. That's hard. That moment in time is fun. It's fun. But like the entire process, there's a lot of suck involved. That's what makes the the moment in time fun, though. It makes that more fun. Yes. Like the the spot. Also, like, like it's fun. But once again, it wouldn't be fun. If right. all of a sudden you you have right. a marginal hit and it turns into one of those situations, it immediately becomes like the complete opposite of fun. You yeah. know, like well, if you're not like yeah, it does feeling. Yeah. We experienced like that two years all ago. All that you know, like right. I've experienced it. Just tears you up. Many, you know? many so many like it's not it's emotional. Not a fun thing. You yeah. know, yeah. in it's, that well, situation. That's where so. you know ethics yeah. rolls in of get taking care of what you got to take care of how you can, however you can, and then but also it's like. Yeah, it's not that is not fun, but you have to know it's your job to do what you can to right. handle the situation as ethically as responsible as possible right. in a in a way that you right. should, right? You and know, another right? thing, like right. if you marginally hit a deer, is it gonna live or is it gonna die? If it's gonna die, you feel like shit for weeks. Oh yeah. yeah. But if it's gonna time. live, you're kinda like well, hey, yeah. you beat me, man, and you learned a lot. So you might have a better chance of living yeah. a longer life right. as a deer. Yeah. You know, it all comes down to many different yeah. things. Very complicated. Yeah. Really. It, like, is, yeah, it's, but, it is. It is. But, it's, like, come on. It's yeah. the truth. Yeah. It that is. is. You know, I've, yeah. Never, I've never actually, personally, I don't think I've ever once used the words organic or harvest in my life. I don't think you have either. I've never I, heard you. No. I believe I've used the word harvest, like, and I felt weird when I said yes, it a little bit. Exactly. You know, I was like, mm, that was I've weird. used it a couple of times. Yeah. And, you know. It didn't. It wasn't. It, did, um, it just felt. It feels weird. Yeah. Do you guys know what I mean, though? But when I was like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "Hey, my buddy Jared's a killer." Like, do you guys like oh, no, Tanner? I get it. Tanner's like I get you it. say that about me. Mm-hmm. Tanner it is the one that I'm up. like. No, he's the killer. Yeah. So you use the same like, terminology. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he's the yeah. killer. No, but yeah. I get it. I use that as like just the exa- as X, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, Chandler, he's a killer. You know. Right. You know. Right. But I would never tell somebody that's a non-hunter. 
because yeah. it just seems like that's not really necessary. It's hard for to them. do that. You, you you know you want new people to get into hunting and everything, but I think what John was saying earlier is there's a danger in that if you sugarcoat things too much, then they experience something that's traumatic, <laughs> and, they're going and they weren't to. expecting yeah. that <laughs> yeah. because well, that's it's the reality. It's, just, it's, it, it's the reality of what's going to happen if you hunt. It's, it you know it's like that one I hit on the muzzleloader so hunt two years ago. You know. It, it yep. comes I, back. I, I, I second guess whether I should take should have taken the shot. In the moment, yeah. I was like all about it. Even though he was two inches from the heart. I was two inches from the heart, but two inches from the heart. It's two inches. But not a 230 <laughs> that yards can, right that over can the muzzle. That a big difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I ended up getting the deer, but almost not. It yeah. took a lot yeah. of experience and knowledge preamble to that to be able to get that deer, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of new beginners. A lot of the new beginners probably, probably wouldn't have executed that, right? John, John what were you going to say? I said it comes back full circle to, like, the whole reason, like, that I enjoy working with Jared and, and Whitetail Adrenaline is because, like, you know. We're not pulling any punches, you know, like you show it, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, like we're not hiding anything, any really. screw ups or whatever, you know, like the other danger, not only just like that aspect, but I think also like new hunters getting into it and watching all the, you know, kind of more mainstream stuff with the sponsorships and everything like, you know, you're selling sponsorships. You have products like that you want to showcase. You want to show. You're gonna hide damn near like, everything. Not, not that you want to hide it, but like you. Not that you necessarily like, do, but you want to show guys using it yeah. and have high success rates. So they're watching these guys that constantly are successful, mm-hmm. and you go out and just get your ass kicked. Which is totally wrong. It's like yeah. someone lying to you. And then they yeah. go out and like, why am I not killing deer? Like this guy who's just pounding him on TV, you know, like I'm yeah. doing all the stuff he's doing, like according to what I'm seeing, you know. It's like if your girl goes out for a night and doesn't tell you the whole story of what she did. The, you're, you're like, right. that's a great way to like, put bitch, it. you let yeah. some shit out. <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't give me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah. man>. Sorry. <laughs> right. No, but it's no, true. That's, that's, that's that one is. thing that's drawn me to Jared is because I yeah. grew up on a farm, lived the same story he has, and I knew – life and hunting and then i'd say you have more some some more exotic stories (laughs) but anyways he 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 definitely that's the real deal i mean it's the truth that's what happens these are very 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 experienced people you know way before i was a part of it and Mm -hmm. you know that's the way it is so yeah whether you like it or whether you like it or not the the whole grand scheme of things that's the end story result if you do it long enough all this shit's going to happen to you And it's the way it is. Yeah, There's no other way there. around it. So yeah. why not as just far as cut, losing, cut yeah. to the chase? And that, yeah. that might as far be as losing game. That, that's the first time I lost a big buck that I knew. Like the first one I lost, I don't want to say it wasn't my fault, but I don't even think I got to shoot the bow before I shot the deer. Like I literally bought this bow at Flea Farm. And it had plastic wheels, and my dad sighted it. And he's like, yep, it's good to go. And I don't even think I got a chance to shoot it. Like, you know, like I grew up different, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'd never got to shoot that bow the way my memory is, which there's a lot of shit packed in this head. But I don't think I ever got to shoot that bow. Yeah. I think I went out that night. I wanted to shoot it. And new bow, right? Yeah. You let me yeah. shoot that. Yeah. No, let it no, rip. I'll set the, no. You know, he was like, 
I know I went hunting. I'm pretty sure it was that night, the way my memory is. I never even, nope, we don't have time. You got an hour left of life. We got to go. We got to go, right? So I got to count it because I did hit that deer and never got him. But the first one that I lost that was 100% my responsibility, I knew that deer was dead. Mm -hmm. I quit hunting for a week. I was tore up. Mm -hmm. And I also knew the deer was dead. I had no blood. Drove me crazy, you know, and that's part of. That's the ones that get you. Is the ones you know that did die and you didn't do your part. That's the only one I've ever hit that I knew for a fact. Like this deer is dead. I seen where there it went. Like this deer is dead, and I did find him a week later. Yep, yep. I walked right by. Hey, you did your. I mean, I did my best. You only do your best. You only do it. At that time in my life, I was young. I was twenty years old. Mm -hmm. You know. And yep, yep. at that time in my life, when I did come across them, I was felt horrible about it. You know? and, because yeah. I already back, knew. I knew the whole week. It, it kind of goes back to Chandler's deer a little bit. Like, if, if you know you hit one, obviously, in an organ, yeah. the animal is 99% going to die, right? Mm-hmm. With the yep. most common broadhead, right? Right. So, obviously, then it comes down to time. We're, then it comes down to experience of how long am I going to wait to go after that animal. Yeah. That's the ones that, if it's an organ hit, and you don't get it, then you really feel shitty. Yeah, you know, for sure. Because you, know, you know it's dead. You, you know feel it's shitty. Dead. But so, then the, the gamble is going but, too but early. But then if Chandler would have went too early and bumped it too mile, the coyote still would have got him, and then he would have never then The cats would have loved you for it. Possible, right. same result either way. And, that's and right. That's what blew our mind, man. Like, you know, the, the photo was shocking. We knew the photo was shocking because it was like... Dude, I think it's great. But but you know what was different? You know, It's life. It got to a point I, for initially, we weren't... <laughs> I don't know where to go. I, I, I kind of elaborate <laughs> on this. We weren't so used to the um, – it's not that we – I don't even know how to attack it. We've always kind of been – our listener base has always been our listener Short base. Short as it and, is. And, yeah, yeah, but we've Tell never been outside of our listener base. Like this last year for us has been a big pivotal year for growth where um, we're reaching a lot of people that aren't regular listeners now. So before the regular listeners, they know how we are. They know our ethics. They know our demeanors. They know our attitudes on certain things. And when those people saw it, they're like, hell yeah, they're just being honest. Damn, that sucks. That's what happened. They're showing what happened. This group over here stepping in. That's Fuck those guys. They posted this shitty-looking photo that looks bad to the antis. That was the big complaint. But at the same time, you got people posting gut piles on the internet. Nobody says shit to them. That's that's why I don't like to get into that whole ethics thing because it's like – well, if you actually understand how an ecosystem works and everything, yeah, and this individual, and unless you're that individual, you don't actually know what they went through in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. That whole thing. Like, no, with this hit, it's going to be best to leave him overnight. I'll be honest. You know? Uh, it, yeah, 100%. It's like ethics has to come down to the individual. It's not, you know, you you can preach ethics all day long, but... The internal thing that tells you, like, Not I should time. have pursued that deer and I didn't, it kills you. But yeah, if yeah. you, like, go with your gut of what tells you what you should do, mm-hmm. you can settle on that. Yeah, like, sure. whatever people want to think, you know, they want to wrap ethics around, like, oh, everybody needs to be on this page. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. Yep, It's bullshit because... You know why nobody will ever be on the same level? 
Because everybody comes in at different experiences, it, levels in life. It's not possible for them and, to be like that. And those, right. you know, that's why. Like, when I was younger, you know, I let deer sit. Oh, when in doubt, back out, yep. right? Well, that was the thing, right? That is right? the thing. That was the thing. That was the thing back then. So I did that. Do I do that all the time now? Hell no. I do it in certain cases. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes it's a smart move to do, mm-hmm. but not always. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Not muscle or artery. You better run you him better faster run than you've ever bitch. fucking ever ran. You don't him hit before. him vital. You better get ahead. You put know a ride together. Yep. Drive him through that spot. Keep visuals. You know? Keep him bleeding. Well, so exactly. Yeah, and depending you, on you the know, situation but too. No, we're 100%. talking about different experience levels well, now. I'm a saying, younger me would have done things differently. Well, and those deer but in that moment, in that time, I thought I was doing the right thing at the yeah. right time. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to settle on that. And then maybe you're five or ten years along in your journey of hunting or whatever it is in life. And you look back and you're like, no, I would have done it differently today than I did back then. But at that time... That's what you believe Just to be right. You can, yeah, man. Right. So that's why you can never, yeah. you will never get everybody on the same page no, no. in the battle of ethics no. or any of that well, shit. Well, what was no. funny about Biden it all was. is, you know, people were, people with far less experience are giving Austin Chandler shit about his judgment call. And people who don't know. That's the guys that are hitting him in an arteries and letting them overnight and clawed up and they fucking Yeah, but a, lot, a lot of guys don't know. Um, well, if they didn't, they knew after we did that podcast about that buck, you know, and you know, Joe. It was, I don't know if you guys know this. It was on Joe Rogan's desk within twelve hours. Like Joe Rogan hit I think up. Think he said that, yeah. And they were chatted about it, which is crazy. Joe Rogan, the most famous dude on the planet right now. It was on his desk, and him and Austin were talking about it, and within twelve hours of that, and we, you know, Austin kind of joked around. He's like, "Oh, I got. I figured I want to close this podcast with some messages from my good buddy Joe and read some the messages." Um, but you know, Austin humbly read his stats because his. His ethics and his hunting experience was kind of in question, which is ridiculous. And the dude is the elite hunter. Like for yeah. so people with far less experience to judge his judgment call on how to pursue a buck, you know, is so yeah. fucking absurd. It's hilarious. But that, it's that's where you can always. Here's go, the thing too: go, is, go ahead, it, is like no matter how much experience you have. You're still gonna fuck up. At the end of the day, you can't, like you're right. basing it off of your experience and your knowledge exactly. of what's happened over the years, but like you don't really know. Like you, you never know, do, so, like, man. It's you just never do. your best guess. Yeah. You know? But that's a lot like, better than so, someone who has for sure a fraction yeah, no of the experience's best guess. You know? Yeah, right. no doubt about it. Right. It's yeah. it's so multi layered that it's great conversation, and yeah. that's what's fun about podcasting about this type of stuff. Right. You can just kind of like tag it from different angles. And everybody has a different perspective. Oh, yeah, we're talking yeah. about a lot of people. Just just yeah. imagine just, like, Jared and I, like, him filming or me filming him or him filming me. Just our two opinions. Yeah. And then you take this to hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. Thousands of thousands people. Thousands of people. Millions of people. Yeah. Well, think about the people that come like, through the hell, PA show have, that you uh, talk we to. We have fucking... What's that? Mm-hmm. Think about all the people that come through the PA show that come and talk to you and talk about hunting stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. You could take every person you talk to in a nine-day show... And I guarantee it. If you had a, <laughs> if you had a multiple choice hunting ethics quiz of whatever, oh, yeah. nobody would score the fucking same. <laughs> right? Nobody right. would. No. That's that's, and that's why what, that was I your point it's earlier. A dumb battle. Mm-hmm. It's a dumb battle. It's a right. dumb battle. It, it and I, I think ethics needs to come down to the person, the individual, for sure, yep. of where they're at. Like, I'm not going to hold what I think. Like, I've told you this before. Tanner is a killer. 
Mm-hmm. He's a stone cold like killing machine. Like that is mm-hmm. his thing. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't do it for you know to boost ego. He just does yeah. it. That's what he is, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, like it's like Steve, there's a lot of things. Jared, there's Steve. a lot of animals that I won't. I just have no desire to hunt, kill, whatever. Yeah, I'm. I'm not actually. If I decide, like, okay, I'm going in on that. Yeah, then I'm a killer mm-hmm. in that moment. But mm-hmm. I'm not like a. You know, I have to make that decision, and that that that's the yeah. way I'm. Wired. You're not a savage killer. I'm not like <laughs> like. I'm not going to do it because everybody thinks I should yeah. or whatever. That's probably right. why I've let deer go in public that people are like, what the hell? He let that 140-incher walk or he, yeah, didn't, yeah. he didn't pursue that or whatever. It's like, eh, I didn't trip my trigger that day. Yeah, I hear right? it. And it's okay. It's fine. I'm mm-hmm. not – you know, but if I go to Iowa uh, and kill a 120, I'm going to be jacked, right? Yeah, or you whatever. made the decision like to It's, do it. it's yeah. different. I, I I'm adjust. And everybody has their own thing. And they need to leave it at that, mm-hmm. yeah, in I my agree. opinion. I agree. The, John, what were you going to say? I was going to say Steve Roth. Uh, yeah. Shout out Steve Roth. Little Stevie yeah. over there. Where um, is he at, anyway? He's, that little rascal. He's probably teaching some middle school science right now, right. I think. You know, but, um, and 100,000% Steve Roth, not bragging or anything, but like he's just like, dude, I have a gift. Like For whatever reason, like he's been you know tapped on the head with the magic wand that like he he's a killer you yeah. know i don't know tanner uh, absolutely the same way you know he showed up at the booth here at harrisburg when we we're here and like showing us pictures of all these deer that he's killing and whatever you know and kind of like you know certain we kind of get guys showing pictures and a lot to the point where you're almost sick of looking at pictures, you know, Absolutely. to some degree. But, like, there's something about Tanner right. that we're like, oh, we need to kind of maybe, you know, like, he he might be, like, really something that, like, you know, guys kind of come up and say, like, they want to hunt with you or whatever all the time. But, like, you know, me and Tanner ended up going on a turkey hunt together. And then Jared kind of got a hold of me and was kind of getting... You know, like what's this Tanner guy like a little Deep bit? You know, kind no. of just like you know I, what I'm I already know all about Not this. really saying, you know, like <laughs> everybody I, I can say what they want or know what that like was. that, but like you know what I mean. Like just, a buck. <laughs> I, like we didn't like. I just wanted to hunt turkeys, and Tanner's a cool dude that likes to hunt turkeys, and that's the cool. Like the, honestly, like I can hate on a lot of things about like the hunting thing, but like coming to the Harrisburg show, like we get to come talk to a whole bunch of people. It's cool because, like, you get to meet a bunch of cool people. And then, like, for me, like, it's a cool thing because, like, I have people that are inviting me to come out and hang out and do all sorts of cool stuff all over the country and stuff, you know. You know, certain other countries, depending on the situation or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. It led you to that. But then, like, you got to, you know, there's a whole process to sorting out, like. Yeah. What is and what isn't? Who's who's gonna you know like who's gonna be the guy that's just kind of like the annoying like I know, know you're saying I get guy it. or yeah. who's a guy that's really gonna kind of click with the whole like you know. fit, fit the vibe yeah fit the is he self serving or not not is he you just, know, not saying that like everybody's annoying or whatever but like, certain guys that. fit and certain guys but well, you click we'll with certain people they yeah. they're cut from yeah. the same cloth as like right. your crew is well that's exactly right. yeah like Jared and I I mean I. Truly believe is I would designed, think you, ordained. Dude, I would honestly extent. think Tanner that you had been a part of this crew for 
since since you started. Oh, you thought that? No, I didn't think that. But like the way he, but because I, I know you're newer to the crew, Tanner. But you know, we've now in the last year, it's it hasn't even been a full year. Iowa Classic. Be That's right. It wouldn't even be a year. full year. But I feel like I know you really well, and I, but it seems like just from it, the crew makes sense. It's not like yeah, Tanner's the new guy yeah. and he's kind of adjust. It's not that way. It's no. Tanner's been around. Been it feels there. like you, you've been around forever. That's right. Feels yeah. right. Yeah. And, and the there, means right. There is, is right. There is definitely the core because Jared's core group of friends, you know, um, Al Lapine, Scott Meska, obviously your cousin right. Jim. Cousin Jim. And, Co- I, oh, you know, gosh, cousin certain, Jim. But then there's, oh, that's there's a, a bunch bop. of guys, in, in, <laughs> including myself, who, like, I discovered what Jared was doing kind of earlier on in the process. You did. It was, yeah. Uh, my grandfather and my uncle back. ran a construction business and my uncle told me about this guy who worked at the lumber company where they would do a lot of business like buying different things for different jobs um that that like listened to this guy i think he might have bought some books i don't remember is it dan brooks or something like that that did a bunch of like midwest public land whitetail hunts back in the day and I looked up his website, and I saw a banner ad for Whitetail Adrenaline. I was like, what's this? And I clicked on it, and then I started looking at your what's website. What's this joker doing? <laughs> what's, like, going what's going on? This is something amazing. What's this clown guy Little did we know something amazing. Nobody hunts <laughs> off the Because the funny thing for me was, like I said, I think I said earlier on, um, whether it was before the podcast or not, I don't even really remember at this We've point. We've been talking for a long time before we, we started it. recording. But, like, um, <laughs> that's, what, that's what's why like, we mesh well, our crews, dude. You know, we just mm-hmm. were doing our thing. What, right. Like, my, my grandfather was the guy, my dad didn't really hunt. You know, he grew up mm-hmm. in the, basically Philly, like, city, you know. So yeah, like, you did not break this down on but the podcast. My, my grandfather. Um, he didn't talk about this. I'm just helping him out. Uh, he we didn't talk about this before either I don't he was believe. old school you know like pa putting on deer drives like yeah, yeah you know whatever he didn't archery hunt at all you know and like like i said everything that i picked up was like off of what i saw on tv kind of going by the book whatever you know like <laughs> you know so i'm i'm growing up like watching all this stuff and i'm thinking like dude like you gotta be in a tree stand to kill deer you know like whatever yeah. you know and of course, like the local archery shop that had like a little 3D range in the back that like my mom would drive me to and drop me off so I could go shoot my bow and whatever. Like the guy who ran it behind the counter, like my mom's like shown to pick me up the one time when I'm finishing shooting. And it just so happens that this guy had a situation where he fell out of a tree stand, like broke his ribs, did all this stuff, punctured his lungs, literally like crawled like... Mm. like back out of the woods to like the back porch of his like grand grandparents house and then like they found him there and called and like so like my mom's kind of like you know sort of like likes to lean on the safe side of things doesn't like she didn't want me playing football at first when i was a kid because it's too violent whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah um but like she hears this story and then i'm like asking to get a tree stand and she's kind of like you know, not wanting me to get in a tree stand, and I was like fighting to get in a tree stand, but I'm forced to sit on the ground and thinking like I'm wasting my time. And then, yeah, like I get a tree stand and whatever, but then to come full circle and like seeing Jared, like 
you know, doing what he's doing. I'm like, what's this now? He's hunting off the ground. Like, is so he much serious? Safer. Like, what's the, yeah, like yeah. completely <laughs> radical. And I'm always kind of the guy that kind of likes to gravitate towards like, you know, like doing things Radicalism. off the beaten path and whatever. Like, just yeah. kind of like not following the norm or whatever. So I looked into it heavy. I ended up like, you know, somehow contacting Jared. We talked on the phone, kind of, you know, started talking about camera stuff like video production and all the stuff like that became friends and like you know so i you know i can't say anything against tanner because i'm kind of the same way where like i found out what about jared's doing i'm like dude this is really cool and then yeah. somehow like weaseled my way into becoming part of the crew but yeah there are some guys weaseled that kind of were well. like I know, like the- fanboys that ended up you know like doing the same <laughs> thing you know i guess sort of funky and you know like certain other guys like dan that like just thought what we were doing was really cool and somehow ended up like hitting it off right. and like fitting in or whatever, you know? Right. So. Isn't it cool? Like, you know, like, I, I, you probably feel this way, Jerry, with like white tail adrenaline, like with working class bow hunter, the people you can meet yeah. and the friendships that form 100%. naturally, you know, from doing shows and right. from people that watch or people that listen and you just net with, work with. Uh, just naturally, like you kind of end up having friends in a community, and just I don't know. It's cool, like what I don't know. I guess who you can just get to know while right. while you do this, and it's just it's uh, it's kind of it's an amazing thing to kind of experience, like what what can happen with something like yeah, for a sure hunting production. You know, yeah. it's crazy. If you, if you yeah, break no, it down it is. on a it basic is. level, it's like yeah, that's crazy. I kind of I'm over here in my own little world over here, mm-hmm. like. I'm in Jared Land. Like, I love it. That's I'm what in Tanner Land. That's what I call it. That's, that's it. Tanner Land. I fucking use Tanner Land a lot, too. <laughs> like, I'm over here in my own little, like, thing. And I don't worry about much, like, well, you're not what the in industry this. is doing, what the hunting community is doing, yeah. what they're doing. Well, it's just like some of the topics you know, we talked about earlier. Like, you and I which, have never heard of a damn clue about what's going on. Right. We don't. Yeah, we don't right. get in. We, we don't tap we don't. into the hunting. Yeah, the business industry. Side. No the business, the business going on. industry. We yeah, don't. I have no idea what's Dude, going on out I there. I personally don't care, and I don't. <laughs> I yeah. really don't. I think you it's know, great because you don't need to, though. We don't you know, need to. Yeah. You know, so I why about this more recently? You do. We get it. I do do, which is great. But I also love the business of hunting. Like I love the industry. That's right. You need to for what you do. Yeah, I. I think it's very interesting. I think it's. I learn a lot. I think it's good yeah. for business outside of hunting. Yes, I, I do. I love the. You met a lot of great people. I, a lot of great people. I've learned a lot from entrepreneurs and good business people. I've. I know a lot more than I ever would have. And You're I, damn right. I enjoy. I, I genuinely. There's there is some drama. There is in every industry, and we were talking about some of the stuff right. that's going on. But uh, I really enjoy the people in this industry, and I. And if you would ask me a year ago if I did, I'd be like, yeah, it kind of sucks. But as I'm deeper into it and know, I've realized who to work with and who not yeah. to. Everybody goes through their own battles right. and their right. own journeys. It's an evolution as becoming an adult and, and a just, business it's owner. It's just one thing for me, and right. probably Jared would speak the same way. I don't want to compare myself to the industry. No, I, I want to be I don't. Tanner. I never I'll have. have. Yeah, Tanner like is Tanner. I never this have. Is, I'm I not. Think, right. I like it. Well, though. honestly, I, I, get it too. honestly, I thought that about about that recently. I, you know, like some people's would say, oh, you've pioneered this, you've pioneered that. Which you did. Or whatever. Or whatever. But I thought about it recently, and I was like, you know, I never really actually 
not that this is going to sound a little bit pompous. I never looked up to anyone in hunting other than my dad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I know what you're the flip side of that is, is if you don't, you just pursue what you think. You're just doing your thing. You're stepping into an unknown, whatever that might be, whatever field you are in. In this case, it's hunting. Anything for in the me. world. Anything in the world. Yeah. For for me, it's hunting. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I just went there with ground hunting and mm-hmm. hunting public land. Like you know, well, yeah. I grew up hunting a lot of public land. My dad did too, but because I wasn't pursuing an individual, you weren't trying to be someone that I wasn't trying to match up to an individual. Yeah. Right, for sure. That's amazing. There's no individual that I've ever tried to match up to. And there's too many in my mind. People in the hunting industry that didn't. My dad was a damn good hunter, Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's many things I learned. And once I was about 15, we kind of butted heads. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah, yeah, we're good, but I understand. Yeah, you know, we butted heads in some ways. Just the awkward stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, people go through that, but honestly. No, there's not. There's not. Like, there's not anybody that I ever, like, compared myself to. Yeah. I'm like, well, there's many people that I'd be like, oh, they're better hunter, but but not, like, in, like, okay, I'm going to pursue this way. Like, like they are. Yeah. But, so, I, I think it was a natural thing, though. It, it's not yes. like something and I, I will forced. Yes. to that, because there's only about one person that I would ever... Which you think, brought that to my knowledge. Yeah, would ever even think what? that Dan Fitzgerald? Dan Fitzgerald. Would said, be the, and I didn't, I didn't grow up watching his stuff, but he's talked about him. Yeah. Only he's person saying. that I would say that would even make him think to do something as if he did. Mm-hmm. And he never heard of him. But it, we were in an airplane in Florida when I told him that. And he's like, I've never heard of Dan. I mean, I, 100%. Yeah. It's the truth. That surprises me that you never heard of well, Dan well, well, here it is. Oh, but, you've never yeah. heard but of the Dan reason, Fitzgerald. But the reason why... I heard his Jared, name, but I didn't know... Well, I thought you were saying you never heard him say that you looked up to Dan Fitzgerald. No. no. He's never you, heard of the know. name Dan Fitzgerald. Gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah, no, gee. That'd be but the that's only, probably a blessing, actually. Yeah. Yes. Because I bet he would have... And then he probably well, would have compared himself. How he hunts so I want, and stuff. Can I, I, let me throw I maybe would have. Let me throw my perspective. Like, yeah. I, I grew up with a lot of role models in the outdoor space. You know, like yeah. I love the juries. I love Bone Collector, Waddell, Realtree, the Monster Bucks. Like, I love the way Mike Waddell road trips. I love the way that that's they a produce pivotal their show. show. That's a pivotal I show. I mean, I wore Realtree road trips the first. The first video is Jim's got it on his hat, I think, the on the cover, yeah, yeah. wearing it. Like, <laughs> See, he bought me a hat because we both like Real True Road Trips. Yeah. We like their but, format of show. That show but is we did a pivotal change in we outdoor television. Own, we, we, mm. we did our own thing. So that right there is exactly what I was getting to. Like, I had role models, but... You know, when I started the podcast, I wasn't like trying to be Michael Waddell on my podcast or Mark Jury on That's my right. podcast. Good for you. But you can right. have role models and people. You're like, those guys are awesome. But you're gonna do your own thing. I love yeah. those guys, but I'm still gonna do what the fuck I'm gonna do. Right. But if because if I would have started working class boner, and I'm like, I'm gonna try and be Michael Waddell. Well, then you would have failed. It, well, Trust me. It would have been corny as hell. Ben filling shoes. Yep. It would have just not been good. You're chasing it's just like, tail. It's like we talk about with Chancy a lot, yeah. where. Like, Chansey uses a lot of these, like, 
what people I did, are saying I, okay, are slang. I personally, like, well, slang again, again, with like Harvest and all that stuff like that, like I kind of, like, Michael Adele is Michael Adele, okay, and he, he has all the little cool slang, like speed goat, blah, 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 this and that, whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Thunder but, chicken. But like, yeah. I don't so know if he I'm, uses that it, one, but in, I... In my, uh, thunder sun. chicken, yeah, I'm a big turkey hunting guy. Can't and stop I, the if flop. If you call it a turkey I mean, those chicken, are yeah, like, Michael whatever. Adele's main It just, yeah. you know, like, but, but like, what I noticed growing up, like, when I was first getting into it, and filming just some buddies, you know, and you point the camera at them. You know, you've hunted with your buddies before without a camera. You point the camera Absolutely. at them and they go full outdoor channel on you, you know. Absolutely. And they're like, you know, they're like. You're 100% right. Talking about, you know, like give, giving the little whisper rundown of the whole situation. I'm like, where did this come? Like, I just want to point Who's the camera guy? at you and kind of like, you know, basically white tail adrenaline style. Like, I'm not asking you to put anything on here or whatever. Yeah. Like. Let's just go out and hunt and right. do it. But like for a reason, I, when they get I in front of the camera, they kind of go that route, you know, where yeah. they kind of have to. Yeah. Like, it, well, even it, me. It's comfort in front of the camera because I'm not used to being filmed. Right. You know, I'm used to being on a mic. Yeah, this isn't too many people's easy. percentage that even witnesses that. But that, absolutely. Yeah. Like Chansey, like his damn slangs are so prominent like you can't not not yeah. say them sometimes whether camera's yeah. on or off or whatever what? chancy is chancy yeah well right yeah. that's which is a hell of a great thing is as yeah. a human being well yeah. absolutely but, yeah and maybe i do this maybe i'm not conscious of it but like in the studio it's a little different like tan you've been mm-hmm. in the studio or here from before and after i hit the record button i don't know i guess I, i've done so many i don't know if i get i don't know i think when i'm on camera it's hard for me to like Sometimes naturally I want to get like get like rigid because I'm not used to being filmed, and then I like try and get just back to who I am. You know, yeah, I right. yeah. I, yeah. We all go through that yeah, probably. Yeah. I think it's. I think everybody goes that's through human, that. Human nature. That's human nature. Yeah. But I even think like on the podcast side of things. I mean, I, you have a job to do as far as like facilitating an interview or facilitating, right. facilitating a conversation. But and maybe I do this. I don't know if I change before or after. But there is some shows where it's like. Boom! Like it's flipped on its head, and uh-huh. it's like I'll ask you a question, but I'm not listening to the answer because I'm thinking about my next question. Right? Oh, like, yeah. you know. But you're like, good at that. Fuck. You're yeah. good. That's you're good fine. That. That's fine. But yeah. it's no different than me copycatting a slang word from Chancy. I mm-hmm. look up to him, and I do the same as thing. As far as sure. all that goes, as <laughs> long we, as you speak it from within, not without thinking not about thinking it, it, like you didn't yeah. like. It flows like, different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I consciously yeah. think about that and then say it, it's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, it's weird. You already look like it's a weird. dumbass. It's so weird. It's fine. <laughs> but, like, uh, Jungle Gym. No, but yeah, it's true. Jungle Gym, that. Yeah. Well, I say that all the time now. Yeah. If I'm like, hey, we're out in the it's jungle, English baby, you'd be like, what the right? fuck? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like so, English, and, right? If it don't and, feel right, obviously you're trying to be Obviously, I learned yeah. that from yeah. Chancey, yeah. but I, to I do him. speak it from within. Yeah. With, with, within <laughs> our whole, like... Don't do it to be cool or whatever. Exactly. Or within our right. whole group, we almost develop our own, like, lingo of communication, too. So, like, we all kind That's of develop point. these things that we, like... That you way know, we all know what we're doing. Each other, I, I guess you'd hang say around. too. You know yes. what I mean? So it's like yeah. we have our little things. Yeah, you, you got know, your certain, certain tannerisms. Like you, yeah, yeah. You just you you're know. gonna pick up on. Something. You guys are all very much your own individual people, and you guys aren't trying to all be Chancy or all be Jared or all be Tanner. And I think this, that's great, though. That keeps no, that's, your individual that's, identity. That's the best thing. That shows right. that you guys are your own people. Yeah. And we've talked about it internally with our crew. Is like you line us all up in our crew, 
we're all different dudes and we all are like best friends, but I'm different from Eric and Doug is different than all of us. And Chandler's different, you know, and Clint's wild and crazy in his conversations. And I don't try to conversate like Clint conversates and, but we all, it's the mesh of your crew is what makes your crew unique. Right. That's what makes your crew stand out. Be you. That be right. you. But be I you. promise you, be you. But right. you do. You pick up human shit. nature. You pick up, and it's good because, like me, growing up, like no different than Kurt. Your your studio. Mm-hmm. You see the damn wall of TV, the tapes and VCR DVD. I'm a fan. No man. shit. Right. You watch all that, you're going to gather some information from yep. all of that. Mm-hmm. And you're carrying it with you as a child. For sure. Right. Bullshit. Yeah. If you say deny that, like it's right, true. Oh, you're, yeah, it is true. But it'd be like if. But you still, you, be you. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. But yep. it, I know what you're saying, though, because I say, like, if someone says something, like, sarcastically to be funny, I'll be like, sick. If I do that, if you're around me enough, eventually, in a joke, like, in a joke or something, somebody says something, you'd be like, sick. And then you'd be like, I just said sick. Kurt says sick all the time. That exactly it rubs off. You know, yeah. but yeah. you didn't. Exactly. But it just bit. flowed out because yeah. you were right. just like, oh, sick. Yep. Oh shit! Long I just as said, it came from within. Natural, not yeah. like yeah. try natural. Then. But I promise yeah. you, you will read right through the bullshit if someone is trying to mimic something. Yeah, if, like, if I'm talking to a dude at the booth and he's like. <laughs> Sick, and then looks at me. I'm gonna yeah. be like, "Fuck you, man!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not buying it. You're not buying it. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't believe it. It's like he that, just spoke it to be cool or whatever. It's like that clip. Cool I don't know. If, I don't know yeah, what it's from on it. Saturday Night Live. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> and it's a guy, an old dude, clearly dressed like a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah. Boys, I think no, this is fun. We've drank a lot of Natty Lights and uh, Miller Lights and had a good time yeah. in this convo. John, what do you think first podcast? That was pretty sweet. Can I leave you with one last Please. thought? Ser- elaborating on Serenatus. my experience. Serenatus. Okay. Yeah, Serenatus. Yes. So, Go just deep. From, from my experiences in other environments, mm-hmm. I'll give you two examples. Okay. Mongolia. I got mm-hmm. to go with the Eastmans on an Ibex hunt. Okay. No kidding. Um, and we get out there, you know, drive these Russian Jeep. Like, literally, we get dropped off in this, like, dirt airport in the middle of nowhere in Mongolia, the edge of the Gobi Desert. And uh, they have these Jeeps waiting for us to hop on. Look, like, really brand new. Like, you know, mint condition. But they literally stuck the thing in the bumper and cranked it to start it. <laughs> like, these Russian Jeeps, apparently they're still making crank start Jeeps yeah. in Russia. Like back in the 19, 1900s. Mongolia or whatever, you know. And, like, the whole time, like, you know, we drive across this desert. We get up in the mountains and stuff. We're with all these guides and stuff. And, you know, we're in, you know, the latest technical gear. I got crispy boots on, whatever. These guys are out there, like literally in a pair of like, like dress shoes, sorta. You know, one guy's wearing flip flops, smoking cigarettes, and like hiking. Sounds and like we're Tanner. like sucking wind, and they're just like going like crazy, you know, like just like you know, like kicking our butts, you know. Mm-hmm. And then also in Africa. You know, like, we would stop to eat lunch, and we'd have, like, a little picnic thing set up or whatever, you know. And there'd be, like, a little, like, stagnant pond of water in this, like, riverbed that dried up. And they're like, don't even touch that water. And then some of the guys from, like, the local, like, tracker crew 
I look over, and the guy's scooping water out of the pond, scum water, sipping, drinking it, you know? Like, they're saying, don't even touch the water, and this guy's just sipping it, like, casual. Like, it just realized, like, to me, how soft we are, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's no, the big takeaway that are, I, like, learned Russians from seeing some stuff that, like, dude, you know, like... Yeah, we think we're tough here, but it opens your eyes to that yeah, you know, a little bit. Like, but also, like, just the fact that, like, and I, I kind of like that with the Whitetail Adrenaline, you know, going back to, like, all the sponsored shows and stuff like that, showing that you need all this gear and stuff is, like, like we're on this crazy, like, mountain hunt in Mongolia and whatever, and, like, like... You know, bringing the technical gear, and these guys are in flip flops. Like the guys, you don't like, <laughs> like you don't really need all butter. this stuff. First of all, but yeah. like you know, just realizing, like yeah, you know, like it. Well, like, your ankles are like, really strong. We have it pretty, so pretty nice here in America. Like when I got back from those trips, I said like, thank God. I'm back here in America. You know, like I'm yeah. gonna kiss the ground when I get back in the airport. You know, like whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess well, that's well, the, and all, yeah. like a, along all your trips across all the countries and all that. Like the main thing is, is you when you go to those places, they are they're the best at their game. Like you ain't beating them. Yeah, you know, and that's like, thing, and the for, for me as like well, anywhere. Hunting, like, How are you go to Colorado in the mountains? I mean, those boys will mop your ass at riding yeah. horses, mop your yeah, ass. We never even got to talking about your elk hunting story. Well, no, but I'm just <laughs> saying you don't got to go very we'll get, far. We'll get another episode. Yeah. On that. Yeah. You don't got to go very far to yeah. reach another person's individual ability. It's their home to field, adapt man. their home turf, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's but just, like for me, like I, it, you know, I guess it may be like whatever you'd call it imposter syndrome or whatever Dude, else but I, like i live that <laughs> I but like, like i get to go on these cool experiences and everything like that but like i'm not a badass compared to like some of the people exactly. that i've met you know what i mean like, yeah, the, for like sure. there's people that are out there doing the stuff you know like on a daily basis so like whereas i get to go out and experience it for like a little taste and then i'm like sitting in front of a computer yeah. like you know I wish Did you feel I like you be, have imposter syndrome? Well, I guess, you know, like like I said, it's like it's easy to like post pictures and have people thinking yeah. you're doing all this crazy but, stuff. But let's and, post and, it on and this you high wall get, like, so a little it looks bit like I'm fucking in the mountains. But, you can tell anything you know, with a photo. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I've met the guys who are legit out there doing it, you know, and I, I get to like kind of peek into their world a little yeah, bit. But yeah. like, you know. It just, you know. I feel like I have, and uh, I'm not like on any level. Great point, John, though. I yeah. like that. That's a great point yeah, in the is. industry, too. For sure. You I know how many like... people post shit to make it look rougher than it is? Yeah, 100%. Or fucking yeah, a lot. video, <laughs> the, the, video <laughs> the hike most. out with the animal well, that to goes make it back look rougher than it is. comparing yourself to what you see. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I feel like I have, uh, this is a different topic. I feel like I kind of have imposter syndrome, and I'm not like rich or like any like think of a big deal, but I now do the podcast and outdoor media for a living. Um, it's, I guess it's I, hard not to when you're in that space. So. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know. Imposter syndrome. The way I, I don't know what the actual definition is. And I think we've looked it up before, but it's like not really deserving. You don't feel like you yeah. deserve what you're doing. Yeah. I kind of have that. I feel like, and which is weird, you know, but that's, that's a good I thing. Think at that's, least you're humble about oh, it. Yeah. I don't know. It's an internal yeah. thing. I try not to. My, see it, my, my, 
true perspective on this is is uh, you look at all these people that are like way high level, like celebrity Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they chase money, fame, all that. High percentage of them overdose on drugs, suicide, yep. whatever, right? So they get that. They get fame, money, not, he's whatever. Talking about like status. Not just like there's not hunting industry guys, but yeah, like, I'm just you know, talking like just broad stars. I'm and just stuff talking like that. broadly. Yeah. yeah, and you can apply it to any industry, whatever. Mm-hmm. They get there, and then they realize oh. the that top. didn't actually fulfill the thing. Mm-hmm. The chase is the there. internal happiness didn't yeah. come right. Mm-hmm. That's what. And it, then they're left yeah. left with, well, where do I fucking go from here? And it's a total mind fuck to them because the two things that a lot of humans seek out is money and fame, yes. right? Yes. So they hit that and they don't get it. They don't get the internal happiness from it. And then they go down that. I mean, look at it. I mean, it's... The percentage rate is very high. It's very high. It does not it's go extremely well. high. Not many. The mm-hmm. not many kids not, pissed up. I over mean, it Hollywood. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm using that as an extreme level. Yeah, because that's I get like, it. We get it. Though. That's like the pinnacle of chasing that. Right. I know, I know like exactly, you're, yeah. you're chasing both there, and you get it. Mm-hmm. So you get the fame, you get the money, you get the whole nine yards. You still the need the grind. Thing. You still need the grind. I think that's what keeps you healthy. Well, well I think uh, the big thing is is finding internal happiness without yeah. it. Yeah. You can you well, can achieve all that and as also, long as you keep things in perspective. Yeah, that's important. You gotta be and yeah, also, internal happiness. And also Jared, probably you we we me and Jared talked about this. Like you and also have an aim that you cannot reach to yeah, pull that an aim that you can't reach. An aim you can never an, reach. An aim you cannot that's, reach. Right? That's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for everybody listening, yep. like whatever yeah, that is, is, whatever like, that thing is inside of you yeah. that's telling you to do it, go do it. It's good closing. Yeah, figure out how to do it. It is like let them think on that. But make mm-hmm. damn sure it's not an aim you can achieve. Yeah. Because if you get there, you might if you be get lost. There, that's a high, yeah. and yeah. you're gonna fall. Yeah, John, what you, you think? Uh, you you did this podcast like you've done a hundred thousand of them, man. <laughs> you killed it. You did. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. What was your thoughts? How do you feel about it? Like just doing one in general, your first one? cool. Yeah, for sure. Low key. All right. He's like, yeah, it's... No doubt. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, like, (laughs) there's there's so many times, and, and, like, you know, Jared and I have been, like I said, good friends for a long time, but, like, this just feels like kind of getting on the phone with Jared and talking for a while. Like, there's so many of our phone calls that we end up, like, over the past couple months, like, there's been... (laughs) Two phone calls, and I think each one lasted over six hours, maybe. And that, you oh, know, really? They, they, oh, yeah. They started, you know, Eastern time for me, you know. Uh, Anything and yeah. everything gets around. And it ends up where it's like 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, it's getting light out, Jared. I probably should try and sleep for a little bit well, here. Good. So maybe oh, get yeah, some yeah, things done or whatever. Time. But, you know, hey, you know, once again, good it comes back to, like, the whole thing we're talking about with, like, you know, the – filming each other and stuff i think a big thing about that is like you know being with some like if somebody's pointing a camera at you that you don't know but if it's jared and you know like i'm comfortable with him i feel a lot more comfortable being myself so like if you put a set of headphones on me and say we're recording a podcast and i'm sitting here with jared 
then you're good to you go. Know, business I, I feel business a lot more as usual. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So very cool. I love it. Well, you guys are awesome, man. I always enjoy the conversations. I think this was a cool one, man. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. And it was it was fun to drink some cold natty lights, kind of kick back at the house. It's so and, different than if we're just sitting here talking. I love it, man. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite thing about that's this stuff. That's what we're doing. So. We might have done the same thing even no, if we didn't. No, you get it. So I forgot. Yeah, we would have. So. Did you too. record this whole thing? Oh, shit. I forgot to hit the <laughs> oh, button. Don't play stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll close around. Who are you, Dan Burns, right now? <laughs> you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Love you guys. Thanks. <laughs> Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.